Realtor. I'm Patty. I'm Rowan. And today we're so excited to have a very, very special guest. <laughs> very <laughs> special guest. We came to know her through Instagram and she's just been blowing up since then about a year ago. And she's an amazing artist, a painter. Um, and her name is Fayabam, also known as Olivia. Hi Welcome. guys, thank you, thank We're you for having so me. so happy to have you here today. You guys today. are so awesome, thank you. <laughs> um, we've kind of just been sitting here eating lunch, getting to know each other, so um, now, you know, we'll start getting into some questions and just talking, very informal, um, very comfortable, and yeah. Yeah, um, we, the, like we said, this is our first guest, and... Um, Oh, it yeah. was very. I don't know if you knew this. You're oh our my, first guest. You're on the first, oh my god! I'm your yeah. first guest. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. This is so cool. We're um, eleven episodes in. This will be the twelfth, and you are our first guest. Oh my god! Okay, now I feel even. Okay, we have to drink more. <laughs> oh my god. And in true no filter fashion, we do have some champagne and wine yeah. here. Oh my god, Moscato! This is so awesome. Wow, this um, is cool. But it was very important for us especially to have you as our first guest. Like we weren't sure if you would agree to it or not, but we. We love the fact that you are from Connecticut. Yep. You are creative and you are a female who's very female, you know, female empowerment driven. Passionate. You're yeah. so passionate yeah. and you are very uplifting and you really show women the right way to move. Thank you. You know, and it, and you. You, you we could tell, you know, just looking through your social media that you stand for the same things that we do. And so yeah. it was very important for us to have you on our platform and and to have you share your story because I think our our listeners will appreciate it and we know a lot of people who follow you oh my god yeah for sure from our listeners and our circle of friends so this is really exciting to have you here so thank you oh my god thank you you guys stand up cheers oh my god you guys are awesome sometimes when people talk to me that way I'm just like whoa I want to meet her here live in the flesh Cool. Um, all right, so I thought we thought it would be cool to get started by just kind of telling us about Olivia. Like okay. Like, you, the person, you know, how, where you grew up, mm-hmm. you know, maybe family dynamics, whatever you want. Just who is Olivia? Okay. Um, Olivia is, <laughs> um, my family's from Vietnam. Um, my family's really old-fashioned, foreign, traditional. So, my dad, he speaks a little bit of English. My mom speaks, okay, English. And, like, um... They came to um, the country when they were like 15, 11. So wow. the way that we were brought up, we weren't really brought up um, Americanized, mm-hmm. but it it molded its way into that because we went to public schooling mm-hmm. and met so many different people. Um, I was born in um, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and then we moved, we actually moved to Florida. We moved to Kissimmee. Oh, wow. oh. And then we drove all the way to Connecticut. Wow. And then the majority of our time, we stayed in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, my background, my mom's half French. She's half Ooh. French, half Vietnamese. My dad's full Vietnamese. I like it. Um, she doesn't know any French, but... <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> They're both from Saigon. And um, my dad's Buddhist. My mom's Catholic. Um, I'm actually Christian. And the way we um, grew up in our household, I want to say it's so, like, really cliche to say this about Asian people, but, like, <laughs> the parents always really want you to end up doing really good in school. Of course. They want you to be, like, a lawyer, a teacher, just anything that... I think it's um, just, like, ethnic yeah. Yeah, families in general coming yeah. over to America from somewhere else and just the American dream. And the thing is, yeah. I, and I honestly, I don't want to say they're selfish, but I honestly think they do that so that you could end up taking care of them later. Oh, yes. <laughs> 
sure. She's like, I got to make sure you're good. You're good so that you can take care of me later. Yeah, yeah. the last thing they want is to be put in an old folks home. Yeah, like, oh, they're like, you better girl. not, girl. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So, That's like, fantastic. growing up, it was like, um, and I think it's it's more in a, a foreign home. Growing up, it's very strict. It's very, like, mm-hmm. you know... With how you eat, who you play outside mm-hmm. with, are you gonna come home? I don't want you to go on this certain type of field trip because I don't know who you're going. Yeah, I can't sleep over this person's house. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't go to these birthday parties, and then you know you feel like you don't really have a life. So yeah. me and my brother, my sister, it's only three of us. We're really close. Um, we played with each other all the time, mm-hmm. and then we end up going to the same middle school, same like high school. Yeah, it's like our time. And like, yeah. and it's like they're they're your only friends. Yeah, yeah. I was telling oh her God. before we started about my cousins and how everybody's in the greater Danbury area, and there's mm-hmm. so many of us, and like those were my friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like we didn't really find our lifelong friends until we like yep. really reached like yes. adulthood, like maybe mm-hmm. senior year of high school or yes. going into college. So, yeah. it um. And, like, you know, I love my mom and my dad a lot, but, like, my me and my brother and my sister, um, my mom and my dad, they made sure we ate and they made sure we didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But me and my brother and my sister, we, we more, like, kind of raised care. ourselves yeah. mm-hmm. and we took I care of totally each other. That, and sure. we're so close in mm-hmm. age range, so. Are you the oldest? I'm not. I'm the middle child. Oh, okay. Oh. So, you know, and you know what they say about the middle child. They usually say that the middle child is the fucked up one. <laughs> no, you seem, you have, like, this older sister yeah. air. Really? You. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, probably just because we know you individually. Yeah. So yeah. your sister's older. My sister's younger. Okay. She's twenty three. I'm twenty six, okay. and then my brother's twenty seven. Okay. Oh yeah. wow, really close. But my um my sister, she's really um she's beyond her years. Mm-hmm. She's um twenty three. She acts like she's thirty five. Oh, I yeah. honestly, and a lot of people when they meet us, they always think she's older because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I act my age. Yeah. So and she's the one who obviously we creep on your Instagram, especially <laughs> to prepare for this. Is she? Is she opening up a nail salon? She is. Yay. She just got her own salon in um, Plantsville. She's been doing nails for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, her artistry, her craft, I think it's so amazing because mm-hmm. I feel like it just takes so much skill, technique, talent. It's another type of art form, yeah. you know? Yeah, and she's Especially so, when you get into the designing and, yeah. like, the different things. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. And the thing with that is that um, right now she has her business inside um, her home and, like, her clients are just, like, it's so therapeutic, and I think she helps women, like, just women out as much as, like, a lot of other people do. She, like, it's almost like going inside a hair salon and yeah. gossiping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just need someone to vent. Any, you need yeah. someone to listen. Any beauty service. Yep, bo- bo- like a barbershop. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I love what she do. Um, mm-hmm. she does for people because um, she creates, like, um, these really lifelong relationships with um, all her clients. Mm-hmm. And, like, they've been friends with her for so long. Yeah. And, like, they just, like, the way that my sister is, she's very wise. And it's just so crazy because it's coming from such a young person. Yeah. It's like, who oh, are you? Yeah. But that's my sister and my brother. My brother, um, he, so my sister's a nail tech and now she's a business owner. Mm-hmm. And then my brother, he's an x-ray technician. Oh, wow. But um, my brother is actually, and he doesn't know it yet, but so my brother has been doing hair for a long time. He does my hair. Oh, sure. Yeah, so like, you know, he relaxes hair, um, dyes it, he does all the perms and all the weaves and the sew-ins. That's and awesome. He loves hair. I, I, I'm not sure if you guys know, but he has awesome hair. Does he, he looks like my twin, but. I don't think I've seen yeah, any photos oh my God, of your brother. Yeah, I love it. Oh my God, a lot of women love him. We all need he has very friend. suave hair. 
Oh. It's very like gaudy, but very like he takes really good care of his hair. Mm-hmm. She, he's the one that put me on castor oil. So nice. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I just started using that. Oh my god, I use well, it on she my was eyelashes. Saying she uses it on her eyelashes. I use it on my eyebrows, but I, I feel like I've heard probably from our wax lady who is also like our therapist. So it's yeah. funny you say um, that. Yeah. That you shouldn't use it on your eyelashes because something with your eyes. But she's mm-hmm. been using it, so I For feel like I'm just gonna use and it. Like my... And I think Gabby, <laughs> my cousin, uses it too on her eyelashes. Yeah. I've been using it on my skin. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, and it's so good for your skin. Is too. it okay? Good. Yeah. yeah. I have castor oil in my hair. Oh, this love is like it. a new Jamaican castor oil spray that Gabby gave me. Makes your hair grow so easy. fast. Wow. Thank God, I guess I cut a little bit too much. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to Whole Foods and just stocking up on the castor oil. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So that's um. And then when we grew up, so um, it's funny how I got my name to Olivia. Mm-hmm. So um, when we grew up, we grew up in um Philly and Florida, and then maybe the early just Connecticut. I was like maybe eight when we got here, mm-hmm. and um. We grew up only around black people. Mm-hmm. So, actually, I got my name. My mom named me after Olivia from The Cosby Show. Yes. Oh, yeah, nice. that was cute. I, I always tell people that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I share with people. But, um, so, like, um, we're, like, very urban in, like, our own way. And, like, mm-hmm. and it's been frowned upon a lot. Because normally, when you go to, like, um, Vietnam, mm-hmm. like, um, just because we're mixed, mm-hmm. it's just, like, frowned upon. Mm-hmm. And, like, um... My parents, they knew that once, like, we being in America, we were going to be Americanized. Mm-hmm. So now, they, like, they're really open to us, like, dating other people. Yeah. And then my brother's gay, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of other foreign families are, are just not like mm-hmm. that, so. Mm-hmm. They're very strict. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So I love my mom and my dad, like, for how they could raise us as, mm-hmm. as much as they could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's cr- it's so funny that we have the same kind of dynamic, yeah. you know, yeah. and just being, you know, first generation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all the things that you have to deal with, mm-hmm. like that battle of like holding on to your culture, but then also finding your own self in, in this world. Yeah. And, yeah. It's so interesting. We had an episode that we talked like so all fully about, it, about really. it. Yeah. yeah. So it's really great for you to share that side of it because it can it's definitely connect. Yeah. yeah. I, I like to... I said, I think it's just like a cultural thing. Like anybody yeah. that's first generation coming over here, like going to school, you know, whatever. I feel like mine um, was a little bit more amplified because I went to private school and I was the only Spanish person there. Aww. So it was just like, I'm so different from everybody else. I can't sleep yeah. over your house. Like, yeah. I can't do this. Same. <laughs> I can't do anything. And like, you know, but like, um, I know like a lot of um, other people and like some of my cousins that went to public school, like they were able to find other Dominican kids and like kind of have that relation. But then I was just like, but I just go to school with like 28 other white people. Oh my <laughs> yeah. But you know, it, but I liked it. I was, uh, you know, I feel like I saw a lot of, uh, I got a lot of different sides of, mm-hmm. of it all because then I went to public high school mm-hmm. and like I liked the, the eight years that I had in the private school and like what I experienced there and that helped me get through the high school because I feel like I would be a different person yeah I mean <laughs> oh my public God. school on oh my way not in a bad way not saying mm-hmm. that public school is bad obviously I went to public high school but it was just it was interesting I liked I like having um opposing ends of experiences yeah. Yeah. in anything in any yeah. type of experience. it shapes you and it makes yeah. you prepared for different situations mm-hmm. and yep. you know how to move in different surroundings because you're forced to mm-hmm. you're yeah. forced to be one way at home and one way at school and 
and just finding different yeah. ways to connect to different things as yeah. opposed to just being, you know, American and, and not having like a cultural background or something else to kind of identify with. Yeah, so or connect you with people. Yeah, yeah, so it's finding like a common ground. But yeah, same thing. Lebanese, very traditional parents, very, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, growing up. And they're, they've loosened up a little bit more now that they realize like I'm not going to like show up home pregnant or something or like the thing with like foreign families are like um I I feel from my home like it was harder for my mom and my dad to show us love like yeah. really mm-hmm. caring like oh you know love like conversation too. like yeah. you know let's let's um take our kids to the park and hug them and kiss them my mm-hmm. mom and my dad are non-affectionate at yeah. all and their love is more tough they're just like mm-hmm. did you put your seatbelt on did you mm-hmm. pay your car insurance or yes. here i got your car insurance card and i thought he was gonna send me a birthday card <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he's more like you know i need to i need to keep you um protected and i need to keep you um financially stable i need to make sure that you're okay and the thing yeah, is, i'm like getting like goosebumps <laughs> and the thing is and um when i was like in college and all that i because we grew up more americanized because we grew up here and like i couldn't see it that way because it was just like why don't you support me why don't you support my dreams like i'm yeah, telling you because they're not what you want me to do yeah and then you know what and then afterwards when i took a bigger look at the picture Mm -hmm. I know that they only did it to protect me Mm -hmm. and I know that they love me even more they're just like they did. They didn't want to see me fail. Yeah, that, that's all it was. We need some tissues in here. So I'm like, are you like, oh my god? Yeah. Oh my god. It was <laughs> actually. It oh. was actually our most um, emotional episode. Actually, mm-hmm. when we discussed oh, all yeah. of this, because it was, I was going through my like revelations too about my my parents, and it's the same way. Like my mom was more affectionate. I got a lot of love from, yeah. from my mom, um, but my dad is the same way. Yeah. You know, he wants security. He wants, but that's just. It's just learning. A different love language because yeah. everyone has one. Yeah, love is a language. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't define it. You can't put it into a box. You can't say this is how you show love. This is how you say love. This is you know love. You can't define it. Yeah. So you just have to learn people's love language, and yeah. once you understand them, mm-hmm. then you start really realizing how much they love you because yeah. of the different ways yeah. they're showing it. And the thing is, when you look back on it, and when you look back with like the the ins and outs that you have with your parents, like. I remember, like, my dad told me at one point, he was just like, I'm not going to sign any more loans off for you to go to school for art. And mm-hmm. then he was like, why are you going to school for art? You're not going to even be an art teacher? And I, the only thing I could say at the time was just like, because I'm good at it. Yeah. This yeah. is the only thing I want to do. This is yeah. the only thing I, I know how to do. And, like, I used to go home crying all the time because it was just like, what the fuck is wrong yeah. with him? Like, yeah. like, this is what I want to do. It's my life. It's not your life. I understand it's, like, your money, but, yeah. like... This is what I want to do. And, and like, they, people think I'm really good at it. Yeah. And it took such a long time to win respect from, like, foreign, foreign, foreign parents. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to, say like, say now that you do have the success and you are coming up because you're definitely blowing up right now. Do, do they see that? Do they get it? Do they get Instagram? Because that's kind of where oh you blew gosh. up from, right? Yes. You know, the, I mean, obviously you're good at what you do, but that's how you've been able to your put platform. it out. Your oh, platform. my God. So do they get it? Like, my, do they know what's happening? My mom and my dad are so different now. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was after um, I... So my first um, celebrity encounter and client was Rick Ross. Okay. And um, it was in the newspaper um, for the recorder at Central. Mm-hmm. And I had a copy. They gave me a copy. I put it in my car. My dad gave well, me a While you were car. still living here in Connecticut? Yes. Okay. Um, was it called? This was probably three years ago. And I had it in my car. And, like, I had to pick him up for work so I can go get my oil change. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he... Um, <laughs> he um, 
I know, isn't that like for no, my it's parents? Not it's like, so <laughs> accurate. It's so accurate. Like I called my dad earlier today and he was at work and he's like, oh, is everything all right with your car? I'm like, you have nothing else to talk to oh me about. God, <laughs> like, no. Nothing. He's so funny. But appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. we get it though. And um, he saw the um, the newspaper and like um, uh, it was titled um, Alumni. No, it was titled Rick Ross Buys Alumni's Work. Mm-hmm. And um, he saw it and he was just like, can I have this? And Aww. I was just like, yeah. And it Does he know is, who Rick Ross is? No, he just knows. Okay. Like, you know how, like, when you speak a, another language, like, yeah. um, another language, like, if you try to translate it to a foreign person, it's, like, more harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, um, I had to say the word... He makes a million dollars in like one 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 word, and yeah. he's just like, oh, oh okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, I got it, got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can I have those? And um, he. So the thing is, my dad. Um, and you know, they have foreign friends. So like, my dad. Um, my brother. After he graduated college, my brother went to be an X-ray tech. And the thing is, if you go into any nail salon, it's dominantly Vietnamese owned. It's mm-hmm. always owned by a Vietnamese person. So my sister was making bank at working at a nail salon. And um, my dad was telling, like, his friends, like, when they would just sit and drink, oh, my daughter doesn't know what the fuck she's going to do with her life. And, like, you know, she's crazy right now. You know, she doesn't listen to me. And it took such a long time. Like, when he asked me, is it okay if we could have the newspaper? Like, now he tells all his friends, he tells everybody, my daughter is a famous artist. And my mom does, too. And my mom just like, oh... Do you know what she does? I'm gonna show you what she does and who she does it for. Oh, like, yeah. And before they were just like they were like telling no, like it. their friends like she's clueless. Like, yeah. So it took such a long time to get there, and even now I would never tra- trade those 21 years right. yes. for that moment. Like, you had that, to have that. Yeah. yeah, that moment was everything. I was like, yeah, you can have dad. You can frame it. It was like it was like yeah, you did something right. Yeah, you know? it's beautiful. So, yeah. And we spoke to, about this too. It's like. The American dream has changed, you know, for, for people who are coming here for mm-hmm. the first time, there's one type of American dream, and that's for them to create a foundation because they they have the opportunity to. They don't have that in their countries, mm-hmm. their respective countries, to, to create a name for themselves, to ha- own a home, to, you know, be able to have a career. Like, they barely have that luxury there. Mm-hmm. So for them coming here, it's such a privilege to be able to have those things. And my, you know, my dad is very proud to be here in America and whatever, and he's proud to be Lebanese but he he owes a lot to this country he says mm-hmm. there's such freedoms that you have here that you don't have somewhere else mm-hmm. so I understand their side of that mm-hmm. but to us it's a totally different thing yeah. yeah you know we're not luckily thank god thank thank them that we don't have to have those kind of struggles but now it's really being in touch with our passions and the things that we really love and that's I feel like that stuff makes us happy that, yeah. yes mm-hmm. that they lost sight in because mm-hmm. they had a different agenda yeah. they had different goals that they mm-hmm. wanted to accomplish and luckily you know we didn't have to go through those same exact struggles as mm-hmm. them but it, it's something that I think they're starting to understand it's like doing what makes you happy is yeah. is way more important than a paycheck yeah. you know even in general society I feel like that's starting to spread like wildfire yeah. Yeah. you know Definitely. even for Americans Definitely. that are not immigrants or, mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. um, I feel like just in general like that is just spreading all over like oh I can do something that makes me happy it's social media like oh, yes. we're in a generation oh, yeah. right oh, now where yes. social media is so mm-hmm. big and like People are making a living off of just anything. Anything. Like anything. You, you want me to build you like a really nice vintage um, grandfather clock made out of like popsicle sticks? I can do it. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then they're just like, and like people are like, like people are like amazed. They're just like, oh my God. And then like, 
they'll find a passion out of anything, like um, whether it's working out, whether it's yeah, like, um, yep. do you need like yoga lessons? Yeah. Like, what's it called? Do you need meal prep or do you need um, even just any way to promote their company? It's so like, true, yeah. yeah, you can create a small idea and make it mm-hmm. like, Huge. colossal. But then now yeah. that creates like a way bigger competition right. yep. and a Definitely. way Definitely. bigger like, And people who start doing things because it's trending yep. and not really doing it Definitely. because they love it. And, yeah. you know, it becomes this whole other beast. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it is... It is beautiful to see and have people show that you can be more than just this corporate kind mm-hmm. of entity that they're mm-hmm. trying to, mm-hmm. you know, which trap isn't you terrible into. either if that's what you're into. Yeah, we, the society needs those people too. Of course, yeah. you need so, the balance. It so doesn't have works. to be that way. Yeah. you know. Yeah. So. And some people enjoy that. That's mm-hmm. what they want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like there's women who want to be housewives and have mm-hmm. and have children, and that's beautiful. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. But then you have women who want to be career women, or you have women who want to be creatives, mm-hmm. men, and all of it. And, and whatever you... It's just about finding what you want to do and doing it. Mm-hmm. And being okay with that. Definitely. I and totally that, agree with yeah. that. I am... Um, what's it called? Um, I actually had a conversation with one of my other friends. He's from... Um, He's from UMass. He's an artist, too. And, like, um, we talk about formulas that artists have. And there's, like, certain artists that they'll only draw one thing, but that's their monogram for everything. Mm-hmm. And then you have artists that do, they just do everything else. Or they, they stick to what they know because it's what works. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like, um, this other guy that I used to follow, um, his name is Delano Brown. And he used to do, like, a rose like a rose um, drawing on almost anything. And mm-hmm. it was selling because it was just like, wow, this rose is so animated and it's so comical looking. And it was it was just a seller. And that is just what he stuck to. That's his formula. Like his signature. Yeah. yeah. And then that's where, like, other people were just like, no, I don't want that. Like, I, I can say for myself, I'm different. I don't want that. I want to be universal. Yeah. I want to, I want to, I want someone to say, there's nothing she can't do. Mm-hmm. Instead of just sticking to one thing that only works. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So they, like, I, I don't blame them. Then I do blame them. It's just, they, people only stick to what works. And if it works for them, they have to keep going with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess people find something that works, and then if you if you master it, that's great. But then there's you know like for you, it's like you want more. Like okay, I'm good at this, but I can be really great at this too. Mm-hmm. And with your artwork, it it's so much from the heart that you can't stick to one thing because you're constantly changing and you're constantly growing. So your art is it's changing so and growing with sometimes. you. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. it's so annoying. It's like, beautiful. Oh, thank you. I, I think it is, too. And there's days where I was just like, oh, my God, Olivia, why do you feel like this? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll wake up and I'm like, I don't want to feel like this. And then I have to paint. It's almost like I paint for, like, my own sanity because, mm-hmm. like, if I don't paint that out, if I don't paint, like, what those, like, these the demonic thoughts are, like, I'm just like, yeah. like okay, it's just going to harbor inside of you. You're going to ex- fucking explode. Like, yeah. like, paint it out and then just take a nap or go work out or something like that. And then it's over. It's done. As yeah. soon as I paint it, I'm just like, okay. But it's so annoying because it's, it's just—it's it's, your outlet. Yeah, it's so annoying to have so much emotion sometimes. Just like, oh my god, how oh, can I, I control you. this? It's overwhelming. It's yeah. so much. It's mm-hmm. like it's so overwhelming. It's, yeah. it's it's so much for you. It's like, God, how can I how can I bear this all? How can a person like think so much? I, sometimes yeah. I th- stop thinking. Like, <laughs> I feel you. Oh, yeah, I don't I want to think anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because totally then it just flows. That. It just flows. It's like a river. It flows everywhere. It's just like you think of one thing. Like, um, the, how my mind works is, like, I think of one thing, and it it's goes to another effect. thing, yeah. and then it goes to another thing, and it goes to another thing, and then I even think about the first thing. It's just, it's, it's crazy. It's just, and you're like, so... how did I get here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's so hard to stay focused. <laughs> oh, that's that. most creatives. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, more, most creatives. But, you know, luckily you've been able to find this outlet yeah. to express yourself because there's so creatives and people out there that feel all the things you're feeling and don't have all these thoughts like but don't know how to release it. it. <sighs> so it's great that you found your release form, mm-hmm. you know, and slowly but surely it'll just become, you mm-hmm. know, like you have breath of fresh air. Yeah. Oh, it is. It, you know? it is when it's done. Yeah. It is. it is. So how do you, before we get into the present and like keep going into your creative and, and all that stuff, I kind of want to know like how... Like, how did you know you could draw or you could paint? Like, how did that come about? Like, I know you said you were in school as an art major. Like, what's that whole uh, trajectory? Um, I, so I'm self-taught. I taught myself how to draw when I was three. Okay. And then, like, ever since then, I was just a drawer. And then I would do it for fun. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, in middle school, I, oh, my God, I feel like they always pick on the foreign kids in middle school. <laughs> so, yeah. like, kids are mean. And, like, they're just, like, mm-hmm. but they'll always say, instead of, like, Picking on the Chinese girl, oh my god. Like, they'll say, <laughs> yeah. oh, did you know that girl could draw, though? And it was just, like, kind of a way to to stay away to be, from the bullying. Because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. kids are so fucking mean, and yeah. they get even meaner in high school. Mm-hmm. And in high school, um, I used to take the city bus to um, Sports Academy. That's where I went for high school. And, like, um, it, it, it got more, like, attention on the bus. It was just like, wow, you draw really well. And I was just drawing. Like, I was, like, one of those kids that would doodle on the desk, like, vandalize them, and mm-hmm. then you get detention later. <laughs> but it was just so, like... It would like, be a nice doodle. Yeah. I'm, I'm not... Oh, my God. I'm not a school person yeah. at all. Like, um, I'm horrible at presentations, scantron tests, all that stuff. I used to cheat a lot in high school. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, like, I... I took it as, like, um, one of the art teachers just, like, Olivia, you're really, really good. And, like, he was, like, um, I want to um, put you in the um, some contest that will give you a scholarship to go to college. And, like, I think the thing is, like, coming from a foreign family, mm-hmm. we hear college and we hear so much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how are we going to fucking pay for this? Yeah. Like, yeah. how, like, th- out of all people, why do they want to accept me? Yeah. Like, my family, like, we don't even got any money. They're not going to accept me. It's so discouraging. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, when you're, like, in a class with, like, so I went to a magnet school and in my, um, my class, my graduation, my gra- my graduating class, it was of 100 people. Mm-hmm. So, like, wow. you know, when you're, like, probably, like, number, like, you know, in, like, GPA-wise, you're, like, probably, like, number 25. <laughs> it's just, like, I'm not that good. I'm not going to get accept- accepted anywhere. Yeah. I entered a contest, and they, I drew a picture of John Legend. And, like, um, the Board of Ed loved it. They put it inside the Wadsworth Athenaeum in Hartford. And I think I got, like, $1,500 for school. I'm like, oh, okay. So, I, I don't know. I guess I pay for a class. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> and it's so, and I think this is so weird because the thing is, I wanted originally to go to SCAD down here. I mean, down in Atlanta. I'm okay. here thinking I'm in Atlanta. That's the Savannah <laughs> School. College right? of Art and Design. It's a really, like, um, prestigious art school down south. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't get in. And um, and it's because I didn't really have too much works of or just show. practice, like, mm-hmm. with, like, art. And um, I went to Central because Central offered me um, the most money. It was, um, Central didn't teach me how to paint, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like when you go to a non-art school, mm-hmm. they it's teach you. It's more about, you. like, the history yeah. and stuff like that about art, yeah. And if you, that, and that, that, if that school is not really popular for their art, they're only going to teach you the way that they know. Mm-hmm. It was just by the book. I hated it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, I appreciated the art, um, the art department at Central, but I wasn't too fond of, like, um the the professors or um just like you know the faculty just because like of how like they they taught I remember one time in um 
this was actually, I, I shared this with um, people at one of my galleries at Central. Um, I went to go register for classes, and um, I had to go meet with my art advisor. And the art advisor, he was convincing me to change my major to nursing because he was just like, you're not going to find a job as an artist. What? He was like, you're going to be a starving artist. And, and I, I remember just sitting there, I'm just like, is this guy really saying this to me? This oh, is a joke, right? Oh, my it's, gosh. And I was just like, are you punking me? And it was so crazy because wow. um, the art gallery that I had at Central that um, this is probably like two years after graduation, I invited him to the art gallery oh. just to show him like what yeah. I made of Good. myself. Good and job. Thank you. It was two years ago. It was two, 2014. Yeah. But it was just like... This did he just, come? Did he yes, show he up? did. Okay. And it just, it just goes to show like... like um, how can I have confidence in myself if you don't even have confidence in me? Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to be, like, a leader? Yeah. Like, fuck that. And like, kids. Right, yeah. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. Lack of confidence coming from someone in that type of position is very discouraging. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when people project that stuff onto you, it's the stuff they feel about themselves. Yeah. Yes. And you it know? makes you work yes. harder. It oh. should make you and work harder. And that's all it is. Yes. It's their own fears oh my gosh. and all of the doubts that they have about themselves mm-hmm. putting that onto you. Because mm-hmm. they're literally just asking themselves oh those questions out loud. And they're directing them to you. Oh my god! And that's all it is. I totally agree because now yeah. I share that with um, I share that at my gallery. I'm just like, you know what? Half these people that tell you this shit, mm-hmm. they lie. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, they just they're just mad because they ended up being a professor at yeah. a college, and you're here, and not you necessarily want to be on a that. lie, but yeah. just like what they what, what they settled for, yeah. what they settled for, what they, they settled for that. Like, yeah, and with and there's that, nothing wrong with that. Like you'd make a great professor. I can already oh, tell you. Could, you would be like the most. I, I would love to send my kids to you. Oh, thank you. But. You're not there yet. You don't want that. Yeah. Like, you want something different. And why be discouraged did for wanting something different? Did you have that conversation with him? Did you, like, bring that up? Um, like, you know, you did say this to me. I just wanted to invite you here to show it. Like, did you have that conversation at all? Or did I went just... without being said. When he went um, to the gallery, um, it was just an open conversation. Mm-hmm. And he knows he's part of the art department. It was just, like, a very, like, um, it wasn't a sub. It wasn't a shot. It was just so generalized. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I know he knew who he I was. Yeah. yeah, and okay. it was just like, okay, I don't think he'll ever remember that moment, but it's a he moment might. that I took. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I remembered. Yeah, he totally might. But, yeah. I mean, he hasn't contacted me like, since. We haven't well, spoke, but... But yeah. you needed that. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, it was for you. It was for him. But, so my experience at Central... Um, I I was a good student. I I felt like the teachers loved me because I had a, like a really I had such Raw a talent. and on top of that I was like like such full of personality. Mm-hmm. I love talking to people. I'm really extroverted. I can make friends with strangers. Yeah. <laughs> My sister and my brother hate that. Because <laughs> they think I'm naive and I'm just like, no, I just like talking. Mm-hmm. Um but um with that after I graduated, I did five years at Central. After I graduated, um I was just like, okay. It was like one day too, it was just like do something different that like you don't know how to do and with being a creative we get bored so easily yeah. so it's yeah. just like okay I can't spend the rest of my life drawing like, drawing 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 I don't do stuff like I love just doing anything that's creative like mm-hmm. knitting or or um color pencils or drawing with my mouth or like just finding things that it's just like okay like that's just gonna keep your mind flowing and with intrigueness. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And um, it was one day, and it was on a, a contest for Big Sean. It was a, that was the very first time I ever painted, and it was just like okay, this is okay. 
this is your moment to just paint. I know you don't know how to paint with, but you can't go way too wrong. And I remember a professor told me, he was just like, you draw really well. Like, you have a really high advancement with drawing. If you know how to draw, you know how to paint. Yeah. And I was just like, for real? And he was just like, yeah. He was like, you should start off with acrylics. And the very first time I painted, I never went back. I never went back to anything else. Like, I dominantly, like, paint now. but mm-hmm. And I draw, I'll draw here and there. But, like, I, I find so much more satisfaction in painting. Yeah. And, like, really perfecting it. So, yeah. That's cute. Do you draw out your paintings first, or you just take the canvas and nope, put the I brush on the canvas. And just go. That's so awesome. Draw. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, I, I'll probably draw on the canvas, but then have most of the time, like maybe 85% of the time, it's always go straight to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's therapeutic because you're literally just releasing it on there without yeah. thinking about, okay, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, you seem like you're not a big perfectionist. I know a lot I'm of not. artists are, but you seem like you're not. Mm-mm. Yeah. Or in and a I different feel, type of way, perfectionist. Yeah. And I feel like people who draw before, yeah. the, like the painting, is too careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm a, a big risk taker. I'm just like, it's either going to be good or it's not. And if it's not good, you can make it good. So, right. Yeah. And I trust myself. Yeah. So. And you paint from a different place. Like some people, some artists use their mind mm-hmm. and it's, you know, more of a logistical thing. Like I'm going to create this and mm-hmm. you seem like you come from the heart. So it's like, you can't think about it. Yeah. It just, it just flows. That's when you amazing. think way too much about something, it just does, it doesn't go the way you want it right. to. Mm-hmm. And if you think way too much, you, you kind of. You thought about it, and then you put everything that you thought into it, and then it just doesn't look like what you want it to It creates expectations, like. yeah. and it creates more of a chance to be dis- like disappointed. Yeah. It's like during it, during the process, it's like you got to uh, constantly keep your mind wandering. Mm-hmm. You can't like, okay, this is exactly what I'm going to draw, or this mm-hmm. is exactly what I'm painting. This is so crazy, but like when I do paint, it's I never even had that idea. The ideas come right there, and then yeah. it's like, right, just... Right there, so like, okay, like, you drew a woman, but, like, how did you want to, like, interpret this? I'll have, like, a couple of beginning ideas, but once, I, like, I you execute it, the painting, yeah. it's just like, okay, you. and you'll know when it's done. You'll look at it and yeah. it's like, there's nothing more I can add. Mm-hmm. I accomplished the, the, the message, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, leave it alone. Do you ever feel like you've added too much? Oh my god, you yeah. You should have stopped at a certain point, and, but obviously you can't retract. It's painted on. Oh my god. there, Yeah, there's probably like two or three I have in my loft right now that mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my god, why'd you do that? I wonder and, which ones they are, because sometimes, like, I love all of your work. Oh, sometimes thank you. I'm like, I liked it right before she added that one thing. Like, that, I still love it, mm-hmm. but I, like, I really liked it, like, right before you added that one little extra, like, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So, like... You just, I mean, it's still beautiful. It's still mm-hmm. a piece of work. I, I totally know what yeah. you're saying. Because there's this one painting right now, every time I look at it, I'm just mm-hmm. like, I, and it's so crazy because I, I love the message in it, mm-hmm. but then I think it's trash. I'm just like, oh, no. why'd you add this? I was like, yeah. oh, crap. Now you can't, like, remove it. It's mm-hmm. not like it's computerized. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Off. There's a couple of them. Yeah. But then most of them, I feel like, you, you did it. Mm-hmm. You did it. Okay. It's, it, it's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's really hard too, right? To stop. Oh my god! Because the thing is, just once you're into it, it's yeah. just almost like it's, it's a rush. It's yeah. like like it's just like oh my god, I want to keep going, keep going, and then it's like um, there and like here and there, I'll probably take like a couple breaks. Like I'll probably go drink some coffee, probably take a piss break, and then as soon as you <laughs> come back, you're just like oh nope, no, it's done. Yeah. Don't touch it, Liv. Like I'm so hard on myself too when it comes yeah. to my work. I'm really brutal on myself. 
Every oh, every creative is. You're the most yeah. critical of your own stuff. Oh, it's, yeah. It's so bad sometimes. Yeah. I'm so hurtful to myself, but then at the same time, I'm just like, it's just like, I'm I. I just stopped using the word sensitive. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I hate because I feel like we use the word sensitive and we place it as a weakness. So passionate. instead, I say passionate. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I'm, I'm too passionate yeah. about it. Uh-huh. I like yeah. that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sensitive. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I play sensitive and passionate. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So before we get into Firebomb okay. and where that came from, is there anything else that we should absolutely know about Olivia? Olivia. Um, I'm 26. I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> she likes long walks on the beach. Not just on myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, I'm uh, anything you want to know, I'll answer. Because I like if you leave it up to me, that's why I'm so like, ask me questions because I can't just talk about myself. If you leave it up to me, we will be here for a long time. (laughs) Well, okay, before we go into Firebomb, so a lot of artists, um, Obviously, Firebomb is your alter ego, the, yeah. the, what you use as an mm-hmm. artist, as a creative. To She's my Sasha Fierce. Yeah, yes. right. So what is it about Olivia that you need to release as Firebomb that you, that you can't, over. yeah, that you can't, um, that you don't feel that you can put up as Olivia, that you need to use Firebomb to express? Like... The thing is, like, so on my Instagram, I always highlight a lot of um, my accomplishments. Because I feel like, um, you know, when we see other people's accomplishments, mm-hmm. we get so motivated and inspired. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you know, when we see people's downfalls, we get so, we feel so sorrow for them. We feel bad. And just, like... Most people. Yeah. Unfortunately, not everybody, but most people. Yeah, that's what you should feel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I feel like, um, as Olivia, Olivia goes through a lot of things in her life. And mm-hmm. the thing is, in order to like kind of let it come out it comes out it lashes out like fire like firebomb mm-hmm. and then it's just like okay this is the best way I can display my message like it's 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 um all the bad things happen to Olivia mm-hmm. all the good things happen to firebomb mm-hmm. yeah okay. mm-hmm. but in order like for them to kind of balance and meet towards each other it's like that moment where it's just like the bad is happening for a reason, and then the good is what you can show everybody because you show everybody how they can come from the bad and make it good. So mm, that's yeah. so beautiful. I love it. That is so yeah. beautiful. Good. I honestly, I and I probably figured that out within like the last year because yeah. it's just like there's a lot of things that people don't see behind closed of doors, course. and they always think like, oh, like you know, she's successful or like she did this overnight and she just keeps on accomplishing. But there's so much shit that people go through yeah. that they're not going to display because yeah. it's just way too personal or it's right. just like so much for people to nitpick at and it's just yeah. like, oh, she's not as perfect as she seems. It's mm-hmm. so easy to talk shit about somebody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing, especially with like people who come up through social media. Mm-hmm. It's a great tool. But then um, unfortunately, it's it's one side of somebody maybe two sides depending Mm -hmm. on how you depict it but um it's very easy for people to say 
oh, she just blew up, like, six months ago. Like, she, she just came out of nowhere. Like, she just became, like, an artist. Like, mm-hmm. no, I've been yeah. working at this my entire life. My entire life. You know? And, yeah. and, and you're just seeing the last year. Mm-hmm. You know? You're just seeing this. So that's why um, I think, like, stuff like this is important because you can you can let your fans know mm-hmm. and people know, like, no, I didn't just come up, like, mm-hmm. through this one year of Instagram or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And um, I've, I've been working on it. It's And it's so crazy. So, like, my entire, like, uh, my life story about it, too, and I want to say, like, I feel like my success as an artist really began three years ago. And the thing is about it, I'll tell you, like, the truth about it. Before, like, the success of Firebomb, I was probably, like, one of the most un- irresponsible, unreliable, mm-hmm. like, independable people. Like, um... I couldn't afford to make rent. I was probably lazy. I was um I was all over the place. I was messy. I was like yeah. at a really low pain, a low point in my life, and I was clueless. It, it it's almost like you walk in melancholy. You're just like you're just wandering. You're content. There's no purpose. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was stagnant. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, honestly, like you have to hit so far rock bottom in mm-hmm. order to realize life got to change like you really got to do this for yourself nobody can hand it to you like you really got to get up get up like by yourself and make this work and whoever like you know has something to say even now just like thinking about that like when people are just like oh she just came up like so and so months ago this and that that's probably something that has taught me a lot because the thing is I always think to myself if I was a nobody I wouldn't go through the stuff that I would go through yeah mm-hmm. and that's not true because everybody goes yeah. when you're a nobody when you're somebody it doesn't matter you always go through some some type of shit and obviously I have to be somebody in order for you to say that so right. if you took the time to say that then um, thank I, you thank yeah. you for valid you've impacted that. their life in some yeah. way for them to be bad or good yeah mm-hmm. so, so what was your like epiphany what was that moment that made you realize like i need to get my shit together oh my gosh um so when i graduated college like because i i was an art major i was a marketing minor there was just not a lot of jobs in connecticut for the mm-hmm. art field for the creative field mm-hmm. and um and i was i think um i was 19 was I 19? No, when did I graduate? 21? I can't remember. But <laughs> um, my, um, I was in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and the thing, the type of person I was, too, I was always in a relationship. I always had a boyfriend. Okay. And, um, and because I always had a boyfriend, and I think it, it does, like, really relate to just me, my brother, and my sister growing up. Because I wasn't really taught love. I, was, I wasn't really taught self-love, either. Mm-hmm. So I always had a boyfriend. And, um... I was so in love with this guy that I was dating. We date. We end, We ended up dating for five years, and um, wow. you know, yeah, and, and you know, you like make- our sister, not, like whatever. <laughs> like, this, this is, is crazy. crazy. Like, this is crazy. And oh, we will, girl. I don't know if you know that yet, but we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. You're not we're losing like us. <laughs> doesn't and, end here. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, I feel like, you know, when you're in school, like I said, middle school, high school, even college, people, it's like people get meaner and meaner and meaner. They the do. gets meaner. And, yeah. um, Kids I'll, are mean. Adults are meaner. Oh, my God. They gosh. just do it in a very different way, a more hurtful way. Definitely. <laughs> I was dating this guy, and, um, like, guys, because they're young and they're stupid, they make stupid mistakes. And um, he, he didn't cheat on me. He... Um, he lied to me. Mm-hmm. We broke up, and he lied about sleeping with another girl. Mm-hmm. And um, the girl, uh, we ended up being at a party together, and I'm all here talking to the girl, taking drinks with her, and Absolutely. taking pictures with her. Yeah. And Do you know like, how people are going to relate to this right now? Oh, yeah. Like. <laughs> and, um, and I thought it was so funny because um, he was there, and, and it showed me. It was just like, 
why would you let me embarrass myself? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, at least, okay, I understand. We're not, to- we weren't together. You slept with her. That, that hurt me enough. But right. at the same time, it was just like, I am here with you. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the same time, it was just like, what the fuck? At least tell me. Like, I don't want to be right next to this bitch. Like, you know? And yeah. then, and then from there, and it was so much to take on because it's like, you know, when you confide in, like, people that are close to you, you never think they're going to hurt you like that because you would never do it to them. Right. And then um, he hurt me so bad, and I remember it was just, like, one day. It was just, like, what makes you feel a lot better, Olivia? And I was like, okay, I like to draw. And I was drawing, and I was when I was drawing, Twitter became so big. Instagram yeah. became... It, it, was, it was just starting. Yeah, it was just starting. And then I was, um, like, you know, I was just, like, um, posting pictures I was trying to, like, make him see, because he was still following me. Mm-hmm. I was making him see, like, okay, I'm not really thinking about you right now. I'm just thinking about my art. I was my art major. And I was drawing several pictures. Like, and this, I honestly have to say, I'll never forget this moment because it was a turning point. It was a turning moment of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, when you first break up with somebody, I lost so much weight. <laughs> <laughs> I lost so much weight. I was drinking. <laughs> I was trying to talk to any guy to make myself feel better. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, at the end of the day, like, um, I was drawing celebrities, and um, I drew a picture of Rick Ross. I drew a picture of Big Sean, Nicki Minaj, and it was, they were just really fast drawings. And I drew a picture of Rick Ross, and then um, the vice president of Maybach Music Group saw it on Twitter, and then he was just like, wow, this is, like, phenomenal. This is magnificent. And he lives in Miami, so, like... Um, he ended up emailing me. He ended up emailing me, and then he was just like, you know, like, uh, you're in Connecticut. Like, you know, you're not that far from New York. I was like, no, I'm not. And his ex-wife lives in, um, the uh, VP, his ex-wife lives mm-hmm. in Connecticut. And he was just like, you know, what are you doing Monday? And I'm here, and, and you know, at the, at, at the very same time, I'm just like, oh, my God, give me a job, give me a job, give me a job. <laughs> <laughs> give me purpose in my life, give me purpose in my life. And, like, um... He emailed me, and he was just like, you know, I, I was wondering, he was like, that's a drawing? He was like, so it's really small then. I was like, yeah. He was just like, do you know how to paint? I was like, yeah. And he was just like, can you paint a large picture of Rick? And I was like, yeah. I mean, he was just like, okay. On Monday, he was like, you're not that far, you're like two hours away. He was just like, I want you to meet me at this hotel. And he was just like, I want you to give it to Rick yourself. And I was just like. That's amazing. And I was just like. Like, it, it's what? like, what? you want yeah. to do what by Monday? Yeah, like, and I was just like, like, I'm like, who are you? Let me see. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was just like, oh my God, you just like changed my life with an email. Like, thanks. And um, my brother, he's a marathon runner. Mm-hmm. So like, what's it called? Um, we went to a marathon that he had to go to and it was just so crazy. So I had a meeting with Rick, Rick Ross, and um, his real name is actually William. <laughs> I know. (laughs) I know. It's so weird. And so um, I finished um, at the very same moment. So I didn't meet Rick first. I met Big Sean first. So Mm -hmm. at the very same moment, um, there was a contest going on for Big Sean. And they were just like, um, oh, hey, we want you to draw a picture of Big Sean. And like, you know, if your picture gets um, picked, we want um, we want to give you like opportunities, graphics designers, artists, visual artists, whatever. And I was just like, oh, okay. And like, um, I, I was working at a nail salon. Oh my god, I hated it. Mm-hmm. I hated working at a nail salon. I dread my life. I'd rather like like wear a rock star on my neck for the rest of my life <laughs> and pick up squirrel poop. I don't care. I just hate working at a nail salon. And um, I was drawing pictures every single day, and he didn't see it. And I was just like, okay. And people were helping me. They were tagging him. And at this point, I think I only had like maybe 300 followers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. And um, 
it was one moment, I swear to God, God just spoke to me. And this is during the time me and my ex are going through like a mm-hmm. breakup. So it was just like so easy to kind of get indulged into art. So I woke up and I, I swear I heard like a whisper in my in my ear. It was just like, go to AC Moore, Olivia, and buy these big ass canvases. And I want you to create a big ass picture, a six foot painting of Big Sean. It's going to be your first time painting, but I want you to do this for yourself. And I promise I won't let you down. I swear I heard that. I was like, okay. I was like, okay, let me do that. And then, and then, and then I went and um, I decided to broadcast it on like broadcast it as if it was like a show. So each each um, picture was like That's a amazing. each post was just like like it was grabbing people. It was just like this is how big it is. This is how it's how big it's gonna end up being. And then um, long story short, um, I was streaming it live too, mm-hmm. and like people saw it come together, and then they were just tagging him for days. And this is during the time he dated um, Nair Rivera, mm-hmm. and. Um, he, oh my God, and I swear I lived for this moment because I started crying. That was the best thing ever, but um, people were tagging him, and I was just like, you know, maybe he'll, he won't see this either, but at least I did a big-ass painting, and people liked it. Yeah. And um, I was, um, I had a meeting for at U-Heart, and um, it was the next week. I saw it, and I thought it was the best thing ever, but I said, Big Sean liked your photo. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, this is so cool. And then um, Big Sean's publicist, which is his best friend, he emailed me. He was just like, hey, Liv, like, you know, um, where are you located again? You're in Connecticut? I was like, yeah. And then he was just like, um, by any chance, he was just like, you know, are you going to be free this date? And I was like, yeah. And um, and mind you, so, like, the, the painting that I did, I shipped it to his publicist so that they would ship it to him. He just bought a house in Los Angeles. And um, he was just like, Kid Cudi and Big Sean are on a tour right now, and they're going to be at Foxwoods. And, like, you know, I wanted to know if you wanted to go to the concert for free. Like, and, like, you know, sit front row. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? That's the greatest thing ever. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, that's so fucking cool. Like, I love concerts. <laughs> <laughs> and, like. I love concerts, too. <laughs> it's the best. Like, and then he asked me, he was like, can you do another picture? Like, a little bit smaller. Like, and um, it wasn't too small. It was, like, I think 30 by 40. Mm-hmm. It probably covers, like, part of the wall mm-hmm. and um he was just like I want you to meet Sean I was just like what I was like this is crazy so my meeting so I was just like um I had a meeting with Sean uh, with um Big Sean on Wednesday and then the next following Monday I had a meeting with Rick Ross and I was like why is this happening yeah. so quick yeah it was, it was happening so fast right after me and my ex broke up and I was just like and in my head you know I, I'm a little bit like <laughs> I wonder how you feel now <laughs> of course <laughs> <laughs> just like cute cause it's like right now yeah Drake to non-Drake yeah. and I'm up right now <laughs> and it was so crazy cause the thing is and um, me and my ex we were very back and forth even mm-hmm. afterwards mm-hmm. and he, my ex actually came with me to meet, meet Rick oh. and it was like the it was the highlight of my life like when I met him in person and, and but I honestly have to say my encounter with Big Sean changed everything because mm-hmm. when I had my encounter with Big Sean the very next day I went to the nail salon and it was when I quit yeah it was and it was like okay I always tell this story and I know people end up laughing and I, like I'm, I'm gonna probably tell the story at Clark but mm-hmm. I went to the nail salon I had to do a pedicure I forgot to wear my mask <laughs> <laughs> and, I <had> to, <laughs> and um, I had to cut an old lady's toenail hit my mouth moment I got up and I quit my job yeah and I, I never became anything else and like I I went to my car I was crying a little bit I was, of course, crying a lot. Of course. I was scared yeah and then I started praying I was just like God I was like 
I'll, I'll do whatever you want. Like, I'll do whatever you fucking want. Like, I just don't want to do nails anymore. Mm-hmm. And if I'm really good at art, if people, like, really like my art, like, let me just let me just do this one thing. I'll do whatever you want. I'll draw people's tattoos. I'll, <laughs> I'll draw people's houses. Um, I'll, I'll do, like, logos. Whatever you want me to do, just tell me. Like, just, because I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, I hate it. Yeah. And, like... Long and behold, I quit my job, and then it was the next week. I had so many orders, and the only reason why, and I thought it was so crazy, but um, when I met Sean, he took a picture. We took a picture of the painting together, mm-hmm. and um, he um, he posted the picture. He posted on Twitter. He posted yeah. on Instagram, and I had, like, 300 followers, and the next day I had 2,300. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, whoa. You just yeah. up like, the clientele. Or and you were yeah. expecting that. Yeah. Just, he just did it. Yeah. And the, I feel like the only other reason why I quit my job was because um, when he saw the painting, he was just like, oh, so what do you do? And I was just like, um, I'm a nail tech. And then he was just like, why? Yeah. And in and, and, and that moment, I was, like, kind of really embarrassed because it was just like, I don't know. It was, like, yeah. one of those moments, like, I don't yeah. know why my nails are. I don't are. have an answer, yeah. Yeah, I, I can tell you it makes good money, but if it makes me happy, no. Like, yeah. in, in my breaks when I was a nail tech, I was drawing. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, I wasn't I wasn't anything else but an artist. Right. And I was just like, you're going you're gonna to find a way to make ends meet. And then even when I began on the art journey, I didn't make money right away. Mm-hmm. Right, But I was saving it. And I was just like, okay, like... If you're going to be really serious about yourself, no matter who it annoys or no matter how many posts you have to put up and people are just like, she's so extra or whatever, you're going to make it work. Yeah. And then I've lost a lot of followers. I gained so many because it was just like, it was just like story after story. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was one week it was um, Big Sean. The next week after that it was Rick Ross. The month after that it was Swiss Beats. Like the month after that it was Waka Flocka, Steve mm-hmm. Aoki. And it ended yeah. up being so many people. And then I feel like because people saw that it worked, she stick to like the the formula. Mm-hmm. People were just like, "Oh my god!" Because the thing is, the more that consistent you stay with something, right. people believe you. Is key. Right, major and they, key. And they, and they re- and they respect you. They're yeah. just like, "Well, we gotta listen to her now." Like you know, she started out, but we yeah. gotta listen to her now. It's working. Like, yeah. But I'll tell you this now, like if you ever ask me, like um, like I said, like before, I used to be irresponsible. I was blowing money, and you know, yeah, like, I really didn't have purpose in life or this and that. If you would have asked me eight months ago, if I if I would have got my first apartment in another state, I would have been like, no, for real, that's gonna happen. No. Yeah. 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 So it, it took such a long time to get there, but at the same time, I, I, I got there. Yeah. You needed that push. You needed that extra confidence in yourself to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I need to fucking do this. Yeah. yeah. And you then know? along with that is like when you see who hangs on to you and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it, I, I've lost friends. I've lost relationships. I've lost, but I've gained so much right. in return. Yeah. I gained so much like respect for myself. I gained mm-hmm. so much self-love that I, t- mm-hmm. I ended up teaching myself probably 25 years later, but fuck it. I'm going to teach myself this now, and I'm going to teach other it's women this now. never too late to Never. Never. I was so scared to release Dear Mr. Sooner or Later. I was just like, oh, my God, you're going to... You're about to get real personal, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. But there's so many... People I release. People in general, but females mostly, that are just like, yeah, I'm waiting for that guy, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm yeah. waiting for this to happen to me, too, because mm-hmm. I've dealt with so much bullshit and so many, like, negative relationships or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's really, that's what's great about you and your art and the way that you express it and, and the captions under your Instagram post explaining everything because it gives something for people to connect to and people to understand. Like, in this conversation alone, 
eighty percent of the things we said, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah, like, yes, I got that. Like I felt that. Like I get it. And there's uh, thousands of pe- women out there, people out there who will feel the same. Yeah. So, and I think that's why you are having such a successful trajectory of like you know, on the up and up because people can relate. And that's yeah. all people want to do. They want to relate to somebody that's popping. Yeah. And you know? especially people in that industry, um, like you said about, you know, being in a place where you had to figure out, like, you didn't expect certain people to do things to you and you were yeah. shocked that someone could do that or whatever. They go through a lot of that because yeah. once you reach a, like, a position where you, you end up making, you have money and whatever, you start figuring out who's there for real and who's not and um uh, um sorry we actually have to take on. one quick break all right we're back sorry about that guys sorry guys we had a little interruption um but here we are but I, what i was i guess what i was trying to say is people in that position um learn how to filter through the bullshit and you do have this this aura this light you are a very genuine person and it comes off, you know, it's not fake or whatever. And they need that. They, they, they gravitate to that. So I think that's why you have, have had that success with those people because it just caused this domino domino effect. Like they, like I said, real recognized real. Mm -hmm. And so when they saw something in you, um, your vibe attracts your tribe. I, I was used that. Like, I, was like, I was waiting for the moment that I could pop that. Your vibe attracts your tribe. That's my next post. Yeah, <laughs> for real. And um, and I've learned that so much over the last couple of years. Like me leaving, like you know, Connecticut and going to New York City, and it was just like things started happening really quickly. And I mm-hmm. think it's once you start admitting to yourself, really admitting to yourself what you want out of your what life. Do you need? What yeah, what you need, what you desire, what you really genuinely want. Um, I don't know if you ever read The Alchemist. Oh my God, it's one of my favorite books. It's a great <laughs> I book. Love, yeah, I but love it's it. so true. It's yeah. like when you want something so wholeheartedly, the universe conspires to give it to you. Yes, and you're coming from such a genuine place. You're coming from the heart. You're not doing this for you know a paycheck. You're doing this because this is what you enjoy, and you're releasing it, and people are picking it up. You know, and so that's why I think things have happened the way they did for you, and they're going to continue to happen that way for you because okay. you, yeah, I see so much. And now I'm so becoming a future, a fortune teller, yeah. but like you just see it. And that's, I think that's why we were so attracted to you and why we were so drawn to having you here because in our first episode, we were saying before we even thought to contact you that we eventually wanted to have guests on here that would inspire us and inspire you know our listeners and you do you inspire us and I mean I'm gaining so much just from this conversation because you you know people can seem very confident in what they're doing but we're human and you're Mm -hmm. always doubt yourself and you're always hard on yourself and you always wonder am I really like doing the right thing here and um you know, after talking to you, it, it definitely... You are, girl. You're yeah. doing the right thing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> so. Um, okay. So, we've been saying before we get into Firebomb, before we get into Firebomb. So, let's get into Firebomb, the okay. artist. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of talked about the moment that you realize, like, this is what I got to do. This is how I got to get my shit together. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
how you kind of touched on it a little bit, but how did you decide this is going to be my name? Like, this is going to be my artist name. This is how I'm going to put myself out here. Oh my gosh. Um, a lot of people used to ask me this question and <laughs> I used to not want to answer it because I don't think I was ready to mm-hmm. because it was such a personal question. And if I'm, if I end up like getting my eyes watered, we'll cry with you too. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. I'm an empath. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to sob. Um, yeah. I, um, not the relationship that I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. I was, um, when I entered college, you're, you know, you're 18, you're 19. I, um, had my first boyfriend in college and, um, he's the complete opposite of me. He's, um, timid, very shy, very meek. Mm-hmm. And like, um, he, during this time we dated for, I think like two and a half years during this time, I didn't know art at all. And that's like very uncommon because, um, um, I do art every single day and even now I do it to survive. Just survive mentally and survive physically. And um, during this time, when I dated him, we were just always together. I had no identity outside of Mm -hmm. Olivia and -and so-and-so. And um, our relationship grew really um, possessively unhealthy. Um, He used to hit me. He used to beat me a lot. And, um, and that's something that I never wanted to talk about because I, I used to be very embarrassed about it. And I, um, I never wanted to say it out loud. And I never wanted to say, you never want to say that in front of your friends or your family because you're just like, how you let somebody do that? Or like, you know, or how do you like, um, go back to, yeah. Or how do you let someone do that? And you didn't do anything back. You must've did something back. Of course I did. But in realistically, if you want to kind of get down to the nitty gritty of it, like, when guys are stronger than you, you're not going to hit back. You're going to mm-hmm. stop. You're going to mm-hmm. stop hitting back. Mm-hmm. Like, was it, you're going to stay hip. And I used to stay hip. Um, there was one night, we. Um, this is how we broke up. And I actually just found out that he's getting married. He just had a baby girl, and I'm really happy for him. Um, it was one night, um, I was a, oh my God, I was an assistant store manager at Brookstone, you know, where you, like, fly <laughs> helicopters and give people trials on the <laughs> I got a story of my life. <laughs> um, I came home from work, and he used to cheat on me. So um, he um, he cheated on me, and um, I went on my computer. I had to pay the Comcast bill um, for our cable and our internet, and I went on my computer. So you were living together? Yes. Okay. And um, it was me. It was me and him and my brother. Mm-hmm. And my brother was buried home. He used to work at the Marriott, and he used to do all these night shifts, and. Um, uh, I was on the computer, I tried to pay my cable bill, tried to pay Comcast, and I accidentally went through, um, not accidentally, he was, his um, username was logged in, we had Yahoo, mm-hmm. and like, I just saw all of these messages from women, just like women, and porn sites, and dating websites, and it wasn't the first time he cheated on me, but... It's one of those moments that happens in your mind that it's just like the branch fucking snaps. Mm-hmm. You're just yeah. like, and it's not like you want to retaliate, you want to hit them. It was like one of those moments I went back into our bedroom and I was just like, all right, love, like, what are you going to do now? Like, you guys been through so much and like, you know, he, he's cheated on you, he's hit you. And like, what what more now? And it was like, I think in that moment that it happened... It's going to sound funny, but it was just like, I can hear him walking into the bedroom. And I know mm-hmm. he's going to ask me what's wrong. And then I told him, um, you need to call your parents. He lived in North Haven at the time. This is still in New Britain, so it was like maybe 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And um, 
he, I was like, you need to call your mom and you need to tell her to come get you. This is when I was 21, so it was five years ago. Wow, you're a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Going through all that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, like, paying bills. Yeah. And college, yeah, well, all that. Yeah. So, um, he was just like, why? And then I told him what happened. I was just like, I just went on the computer and I saw this. What's this? And then, like, you know, I, I can tell he's embarrassed and all that. And, you know, back's against the wall. He doesn't really know what to say. And, like, um, I remember him saying, like, you know, fuck out of here. I'm not going home. And in the moment, it's going to sound funny, but it was just like, you know what? At this point, if you hit me one more time, we're both going down. I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. We're, if we die, we die together. Fuck it. And um, long and behold, there was a big fight. There was a big fight. Police were called. And, um, and I remember we had a um, double door closet. He threw me in the closet. Doors broke. Like, it was just like had a biggie I had a biggie poster my favorite biggie poster and um he put my head against the wall there was a hole in the wall it was it was bad it was just like and in that moment it's like how how do you think somebody can do this to you and you guys been together for two and a half years we met on common ground we met at college like like and the thing and the thing about it more is that nobody knows that this is going on like my brother so my brother didn't know about it and it was just like um that night Harry was home and um his boyfriend was over too, and it was just intense screaming, intense like just loudness, and just like a lot of just like going back and forth and like hitting each other. And I was just like, I'm not, I'm not like doing this anymore. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna, I'm not gonna just let it go another day and then go back to work and then wonder why my my life is fucking like this. Like, and then the police were called. Um, they took him. Um, was it called? Um, he he went home. I didn't press charge or anything. He had an asthma attack. I felt really bad, and um, I remember. Oh my god! And I remember like he was throwing like my textbooks at me and all that. He was calling me a fat bitch. It was just like a lot. It was a lot to take in, and for a long time I didn't want to tell anybody that. It's just so embarrassing. Yeah, I love him. He has great dick. Like, I don't want to, like, you know, like, you know, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to give him up, but I know he hits me. Yeah. It's horrible. Like, yeah. it's horrible. And then, um, and, I, and, you know, and as much as, um, I looked to her as like a, as a role model, um, more Beyonce, but like, yeah. I was such a big fan of Rihanna. And at the very yeah. same time, she went through her altercation with Chris Brown, mm-hmm. and she released an album called Rated R. Mm-hmm. Inside of Rated R, there's a song called Firebomb. Mm-hmm. And um, the, okay. the song talks about, I wish I could burn you so that you know what it feels like to be to be burned. And the thing is, like, um, I didn't realize that even wanting that on somebody is just bad. Because yeah. the thing is, like, at the end of the day, we always want people to know how we, we feel, yeah. how we mm-hmm. feel like, like, this is what you did, like... You, you only see the outside, but this is what you did inside. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I don't trust guys now. I think everyone's a fuckboy. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, like, you know, I, I'm so formal, and I'm really traditional. Like, I really think, like, what's it called? Like, um, like, you know, like, guys, you know, they should be really courteous, very, like, their mannerism should be on point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've had my share. I've had my share of casual sex. I've had my share of just, like, really good conversations with guys. But mm-hmm. I'm really old school when it comes to guys. I'm really, like, we should go on dates, get to know each other. Yeah. Like, if we're fucking, okay, cool. But, like, I really want to know who the hell you are. What are your aspirations? What are your goals in life? Yeah. Like, and he didn't have any. He was just so close as a person. He was fucked up as a person. And um, 
And that, like, um, the song, I mean, she became, I believe so, that she became so big off of her altercation and how she handled it. How handled it. And um, I um, went on Twitter, and I wanted to change my name. And um, I tried to write in Firebomb, but then someone took it. So then I changed it to Firebomb. And then at that moment, the semester, it, um, spring semester began, and I took all my art classes. And it was crazy because, like, after we broke up, I took all my art classes. I met my next boyfriend, but I got all A's in school. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was drawing again, and, and, and I, I felt it in me. I was just like, wow, like, this feels amazing. I feel so at peace. I feel, I feel like, whole again. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like Olivia again. Like, I'm drawing. Like, I'm, I'm painting. Like, I wasn't doing this when I was with you. Like, you were fucking me up. Like... And, and, and I was, and if anything, I was just trying my hardest to be a faithful girlfriend to you and right. trying to make ends meet so we could live together and here you are cheating on me. Like, honestly, like, my page, like, a lot of these guys, like, just, I look forward to Dear Mr. Sooner or Later, whether he's here or later, but, like, a lot of these guys, it's like they want to hand it in their lap. Yes. Like, they're yep. just like... They're so fucking ungrateful. Yeah. And the thing is, the littlest thing could be the biggest thing to them. And I used to think, I really used to think that my standards or my morals as a woman was way too high. Mm -hmm. And you want to, like, really balance it out. Like, okay, maybe they're too high. And I'll Mm -hmm. I'll lower them and all that. But you know what? I will wait a century to find him before I even settle for any other guy hitting me. Or telling me, oh, it wasn't that bad. It's not like I flirted with her. It's not like I slept with her. Fuck you. Fuck your thoughts. Fuck your the way you're thinking. You know, your but, thoughts. Your T H O T S. Yeah. All of them. All the thoughts. There you go. <laughs> all <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> Fuck them all. Yeah, and then and then that's how Firebomb lashed out. And then ever since then, when I became Firebomb, I just never stopped doing art. And I did art out of just that incident, but I did it out of emotions. And mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, I came from. And that's why even my ex boyfriend like lying to me. Listen. I've had a man hit me. So was it called you lying to me? Yeah, hurt, but it's not going to do anything else. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else that I could have went harder. through. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. It's like the phoenix. That's yeah. what Yeah. It's like rebirth, yeah. Yeah, for real. Oh, my God, that was what I was just thinking of. So before this, like last matches. night and this morning, I was kind of just like going through mm-hmm. your stuff. And I, I was trying to find um, one of the paintings that like first drew me to you and kind of just like catch up on like everything that, that you've been posting and stuff. And um, there was a couple of them. And my whole thing since I was sick and had cancer, my whole thing has been the phoenix and the phoenix fire and like rising from the ashes mm-hmm. and that. And I like, I don't know if you meant to do it, but in some of the paintings, I was like, that's like a phoenix, like you're, 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 you're rising back up and mm-hmm. you're like, you're coming back together from the ashes, from being down, like mm-hmm. into nothing, you know, mm-hmm. and that, you know, correlates back to religion. If you're into that stuff and, and rising, you know, the, the, the Holy Trinity and rising back up and all that stuff. I so, so wholeheartedly believe in that. Yeah. Cause even, um, and this was the next child of my life, but even like my next boyfriend, like, we had such a great relationship until, like, you know, things, like, you know, happened the way that they happened. But, like, it's like um, my success grew and then the less supportive he became. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, and I can tell I emasculated him. Mm-hmm. I emasculated him. I get it. Like, like your girlfriend's doing better than you and this and that. But I was always so supportive and it hurt me so much because it was just like, I'm doing something good. Like, mm-hmm. why can't you see that? Like, it's not, nothing's changed. Right. But then eventually, to be honest with you, like, somewhere along the way, 
it's like Olivia died. Mm-hmm. Like Olivia, it's like it's like Olivia had to die because mm-hmm. it was just like that's who Olivia was. Like I, I, I used to care so much about hurting people's feelings. Who my friends were. What can I do to make them my friends? What could I do to make him stay? Like I was so sensitive. I was so emotional. I was so like. I felt crazy, like, yeah. and I felt like I was being judged, and I, I felt so alone, and then it was just like, okay, just paint or draw or create, and then the more that I painted, the more that I drew, drew the more that I created, I slowly gravitated an audience towards me, and I, and every friend that I lost, I made a new one. Mm-hmm. Every love that I lost, I know he'll come one day, mm-hmm. like, and every, what's it called, every follower that didn't want to follow me anymore I gained another one I didn't care about it anymore it was just like my body's not mine it's like I'm here to do something yeah I'm here to do something and to make sure that people remember who Olivia I mean who firebomb Olivia whoever it was like I want whichever one you relate to yeah whoever like like I want people to know that like this like, it's not the end of it. It's not yeah. the end of you. Mm-hmm. Like, don't let a small thing like that, don't let people, like, like bring you down. Like, this world is way too big to let one person make you feel like crap or yeah. make you feel like you're not worthy of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I'd be fucking damned. Like, don't, like, don't, don't ever, like, allow ourselves to, to go through such a, a time and then completely quit and stop. Mm-hmm. No doesn't mean, like, and, and I learned this from a pastor, no doesn't mean no. No means new opportunity. Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. it didn't work out in that area, it's going to work out in some area. It stopped you from doing something else yeah. because you were meant to do this. Right. Yeah. Doors so. have to close for other ones to open. Definitely. So. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. Thank when you for sharing that. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Seriously. Yeah. For a long time, I think when I first started doing interviews, I mm-hmm. told them I wasn't going to answer that. Mm-hmm. But then I started slowly... Um, when I started Dear Mr. Sunerly, the tour, like where like people mm-hmm. would see the artwork... I had to talk about it because it was just like, okay, she's going to talk about like this future guy that she, um, she wants to eventually meet. I have to tell them why, where mm-hmm. the past like begins from, because you got to tell them the beginning. You can't tell them the future right. without yeah. telling them the beginning. Yeah. Well, we had this conversation. Yeah. We were talking about who's Mr. Sooner or later. Is it somebody from her past? Is it somebody in the future? And she was <laughs> like, it's the person she's going to meet. I was like, I know, but like, how did he come about? Like it has, like I just felt like it had to be from past experiences. Mm-hmm. Like what is that? Like why does does she feel like there has to be a Mister sooner or later? Like like who? Like what has happened? You know to get you to that point. So yeah, yeah. it's definitely. Thank you for answering that. I was so, <laughs> I was so tired of painting about heartbreak, mm-hmm. and like um I was reading. I always read self improvement books, so I was reading the book yeah. called The Secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that, and it has a documentary on Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> but um I read The Secret, and there's this painter in the book, and um he was trying to paint his future wife, and like sometimes when you speak it into existence, yeah. it'll happen. Oh mm-hmm. yes, eventually. I'm so I'm a here. And I'm firm just like, believer of that. So instead of just painting about like my ex or my heartbreaks or like my whatever like I'm just like okay just tell him who you are tell him this is how you're gonna be tell him mm-hmm. ex- like explain to him like your flaws your insecurities your mm-hmm. faults and all that and just paint as if you already know him even though you haven't met him yeah because yeah. that's who you want yeah right. but in the same time I wanted to make sure that everything that I was releasing was raw so that somebody else out there was just like they don't feel alone. Because mm-hmm. half the time, I hate that this world just makes you feel like you're the only one that feels like that. Yeah. Like, stop it. Like, 
I hate that. There's like, no reason for you to feel that way because there's at least, if not more, at least one other human being on this mm-hmm. planet. The world mm-hmm. is a big place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just your small town. It's not just your city. It's not just your state. It's not just the America, the United States of America. Mm-hmm. It's not just this continent. Like, yeah. we are in a planet with mm-hmm. seven continents. I don't even know how many countries. Connecticut's like a fingernail. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. nothing. Like, there are so many human, billions of people on this planet, and there is at least one other person that has gone through something or very similar the same thing that you have yeah you know so never ever 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 feel like you're the only one yeah and the thing is we are so quick to undermine our own yeah experiences Mm -hmm. and the things that we've gone through like we we look at other people and they're like wow your accomplishments like even if it's small you're Mm -hmm. so quick to be so proud of someone else and like Mm -hmm. wow like this is so great but nobody you don't we're, we don't give ourselves enough credit for the mm-hmm. bullshit that we've gone through or the mm-hmm. things that made us who we are, mm-hmm. the little things that we've accomplished that we're just like, oh, but compared to this person, it's not that great. But if you stop comparing yourself to other people oh my God. and you realize like the beauty That's of real. you and your uniqueness mm-hmm. and the reason why you're here. It's the thief of joy. Definitely. Oh, totally. Yeah. And totally. everything that like, um, I remember there was at one point I was just like, okay, my boyfriend cheated on me. He hit me. And I try to say to myself, oh, okay, but it's okay because someone else is going out there is going through worse. No, it's not. It's not true at all. Anything that you go through, if you feel like it's that bad, it's bad. Yeah. And on top of that, if your mind is telling you and that's all you think about every single day, sometimes I felt like um, there was like a devil in my mind because it was just like, I don't want to think about this yeah. all the time. I'm so over thinking about this 24-7. Why can't I stop thinking about it? Mm-hmm. It used to just like, it, it, it used to fuck with me so bad. And I was just like, okay, you know what? The only reason why I think the way I do is because I'm with this person. And this person needs to go. Like, yeah. I can't think like this anymore. Yeah. You, it's out of sight, out of mind. When that person's not around, you really don't think about it. When the person's in your face, it's like, it's, 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 it's constantly annoying you. It's just... Mm-hmm. I'm so big on on just energy and vibes, and yeah. it's just like you make me feel this way. Like and you like you know when people are just like no, you can control the way you feel. No, it's you. I know why I feel the way I feel. It's right. you that makes me feel this way. I'm, it's not like you feel things for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything you feel is for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then sometimes you start thinking, "Am I crazy for feeling this oh way? Oh my god, that's why am I crazy? Am I crazy? No, no, I'm not crazy. I feel this way for a fucking reason because you're I, making me feel this way." I had a post like that. It was just like, "I'm not crazy. I'm creative." And I remember I was arguing with somebody because the thing is like, um, artistic people, mm-hmm. musicians, whatever, designers, like um, we think really creatively. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we kind of lack common sense. Mm-hmm. And I hate when people are just like, oh, yeah, like she's like a dingbat. Like she was just like, she doesn't have any common sense. No, fuck you. I think creatively. Okay, say that if that makes you feel better. But I think creatively. It doesn't mean I'm dumb. Yeah. yeah. Like I just, just think, think differently. differently. You just yeah. think differently. And the thing about, I feel like the thing, I know, I was just about to post this. The thing about <laughs> creative people and regular people, we accept regular people who, for who they are. Yes. But regular people do not accept us. Yeah. 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 I'll and who's re- and regular. Yeah. Like, you know, and what's right. normal. You right. know what I mean? It's right. like, I... It's your, your, they don't you. like when you stir the water. No, they don't like when you come in with hair, or this and that, and then they're just like, Who's this bitch? It like, makes no. them yeah. uncomfortable. Not just that, but I feel like even in, um, we spoke about before we started recording the podcast about, I told her about like the reform and like the collective and oh, stuff. Oh, okay, I didn't know. And, um, not super deeply, but, huh. um, but, but that's, 
not a, like a struggle, like we argue and we fight about it, but just I feel like within each other, like I'm the more like logistical thinking, like I plan, I think ahead, like um, I don't think that's going to work because then how are you going to do this, this and this? So like Rowan and like our other friend who's a painter as well and an mm -hmm. artist and like they just have these ideas and go, go, go. I'm like, that's a great idea, but like how is this going to happen? How is this going to mm -hmm. happen? And I feel like um, it's been a learning experience for I think all of us, mm -hmm. I can say, because mm -hmm. um, like they have these creative ideas and then, and then like I can come in and be like, this is great. Let's do it this way, though, because mm -hmm. we can't get to point A from point A to point Z without going through all the other letters first. Like, we, we got to, you know, come with this. So it's just different thought processes. Mm -hmm. And it not neither one is right or wrong, but it's, it's, it's great when you, when you can have um, both sides of the spectrum. It's a balance. Yeah, to yeah. get to that meeting point, to get what you want to accomplish, what it is that you want to accomplish. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like that's why our group works so well together, because we have every different type of brain mm -hmm. in, within it. So. And that's but, why we work so well together. Yeah. Like, we balance each other out. Like, I'm very much, like, I feel like I'm a visionary. Like, I mm -hmm. see things, mm -hmm. and I get really excited about really it. Really excited about it. <laughs> really excited about it. And, like, you know, she doesn't, some people don't get it. Mm -hmm. So it's really intense. Oh, my God. But they're going to happen. Mm -hmm. But I need someone to help me get to that 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 point because mm -hmm. I feel like I have really big ideas oh you know God. and I'm like I can see it I can mm -hmm. see it in my mind you're just like me and I yeah. have to I need that person that'll help me be like okay Hold we second. can get there <laughs> but just... we have to like hit these mm -hmm. points first, first to get there and like yeah. it's really overwhelming like you said mm -hmm. it's very intense because not many people can can, can understand it yeah that like you feel this way for a reason. You have these ideas for a reason. You have these thoughts for a reason. And if you can even just think it, it mm -hmm. can it can be possible. And that's mm -hmm. why it's so overwhelming. You just like, have to figure out how to get there. Right. Yeah. So it's like that's why we are so great because she's more logistic and she's more like she really plans things out and Which it makes it more concrete. <laughs> but we balance each other yeah. out. And I feel like, you know, we transfer that energy yeah. where it's like you're becoming a lot more in tune with your creative side. Yeah. And slowly but surely becoming more yeah. practical yeah, so awesome. <laughs> you know yeah. even like on a basic level us moving to california like mm. it's just like we're moving to california i'm like all right well we gotta find a moving company how much <laughs> oh stuff gosh. do you have how much cubic feet is it gonna take oh up on the truck God. like what is it gonna cost like That's where are we so gonna stop awesome. how many hours do we have like and i'm like <laughs> we're just going <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> We're not just going, like... We're pinky, oh pinky in the I'm brain. Pinky oh my God, my friends are you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, Olivia, do you have it, like, a set plan? Nope. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. my God. But yeah. then sometimes I don't. I'm just like, I'm just going to do... But I'm more like, um, what's the Back word? Up, right? Uh, no, I'm more... Uh, shit, what's the word when you just do things, like, off the cuff? Um, I can't Spontaneous. Spontaneous yeah. when it comes to, like... I'm going to go get a tattoo or like little mm -hmm. things like that. Not mm -hmm. like major plans. Like I need to plan that out. Like, oh I my God. Just, like, you sound like, <laughs> so um, me and my friends, like um, I'm planning like this random like road trip to Ellen studio so that she could see the painting I did of her. And like, I'm just more like, let's just drive there. I'm going to drive there. I'm going to sit outside with a big ass painting. Yeah. She cannot like, like how can she not accept me? And if she doesn't, we'll drive back. Like, you know? Yeah. And like my friends are just like, Live. We gotta find a hotel. You gotta get food on the way. We gotta figure out how much tolls are gonna cost. And I'm here, just like, who cares? Yeah, like, you know, just find a way around it. I'm like, just figure it out. Yeah. Wait, when are you doing that? I actually want to do it after the ball. Where's where where are these? Because we're going on our road places. Trip. Like where's uh, 
Ellen Studios. Ellen Studios. It's in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then um, I my Ellen piece is in Connecticut, so I would drive Connecticut from Connecticut to um, Los Angeles. And a lot of people are just like, why don't you just ship it over? But that's what we're doing. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm here. I'm just like, no. Like you gotta document it. You gotta like show yes, people. Yes. Like, yes. You gotta show people like the the that's struggle of getting thing. there. That's one Time out. When are you going? Well, her mom um, wants June. Yeah, I want to do so June. after June, June. July. Wait, are you guys leaving soon? We're leaving in June. We're leaving June seventh from Connecticut. Oh my. God. And then going to Bonnaroo. My sister's grand opening is a fifth. Yeah. So oh, we'll see you in LA because we'll be there <laughs> yeah. when you show up. Oh my God, that's that so awesome. Painting. Yeah. I'll meet you there. I'll yeah. be oh right God, outside the studio. So I'll be awesome. like, but that's like <laughs> one thing that we need. Like we've been talking about, we're like, damn, we wish we had somebody that was like into film and like photography and stuff. Like in our like smaller group, of course, there's there's other people that we know that are into it, but like. Who's gonna take two weeks off to just follow us? That's around our problem. And, like, yeah. Video and like film us or whatever. Yeah. So anybody out there want to go on a road yeah. trip? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we can't really pay you, but you'll get a great experience. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> hit us up. <laughs> it's really so great that you are able to to balance all of that though, because yeah. you are creative, but you 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 do have this this marketing side of you where mm-hmm. you know how to, you know how to yeah. market yourself, and it's it's great because I. That's like I I lack that. Like I'm like I want to do all these things, but can someone else film it? Like I can't. Mm-hmm. It's too much of yeah. a thought process for me to be like. But yeah. you I have see to do how this. you want it done. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. But that's yeah. what I was thinking when you were talking earlier about like um the the Rick Ross thing and like posting mm-hmm. things on Twitter when it was first starting and stuff. And I feel like um a lot of people when Twitter was first starting, Instagram was first starting, didn't think of it as like a marketing tool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you thought of that right off the bat is amazing. Yeah. And I love that. I have a background. I did digital and social media for six years for a pharmaceutical company. Oh so, God, like, awesome. it's not as creative as I would have wanted it to be, but just mm-hmm. the, like that, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Marketing oh is my a God. lot it of takes work. So much social thoughts. media yeah. is a it lot takes... of work when you're using it for business or to oh. promote yourself or whatever it is. And the fact that you had that right off the bat when it was first coming up, like that. Yeah. Is amazing. Like, and then you're really... dealing with something so sensitive as your art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's your baby. So yeah. it takes, it, you know, that's what's so inspiring about you is that it takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there. Yeah. Especially something you're so sensitive about mm-hmm. because yeah. it's your baby. Mm-hmm. Either people are going to love it or they're going to have whatever they have to say about it. And when you put it out on a platform that gives people the permission to say whatever they want, like sometimes we're like, oh, well, then just don't follow me or don't look. But it's like we're still inviting people in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're mm-hmm. still giving them that permission to mm-hmm. have an opinion. Yeah. Yep. Um, whether it, we like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I'm sure that was probably, you, you probably had your moments of discouragement, but I feel like you've been received very, very well Thank because you. you have put yourself out there in such Thank a genuine you. way. Um, and I don't know, I mean, you can speak for yourself, but was that, you know, in the beginning when you started putting yourself mm-hmm. out there, was there some discouragement? Was there, you know, when you did get that positivity, did that really help yeah, you keep going? Like? like, what was it? What was that feeling like when you finally were like, I'm going to put myself out there and they can take it or leave it? It was um, the day. I, 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 I want to say it was like, it was before Rick Ross and Big Sean, but it was just like, um, I think it had to be around when me and my ex broke up because mm-hmm. it was just like, I was always sharing like my art, but like it was just like simple drawings and then I was just, like, you know, taking selfies or just showing people where I was, like, vacationing or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it was just, like, one day, it was just, like, like, I think it was the day that I really wanted to make it into my career. So it was just around the time that we broke up. Maybe it was the time that I met Big Sean. But 
I was just like, you know what? This is what my Instagram is about to be about. And that had to be three years ago. It was mm. just like, okay. And I think maybe Instagram became popular, I think, five years ago, four years ago. But I was just like, okay, this is all my Instagram Instagram is going to be about. It's not going to be about me anymore. It's going to be my art. And my art is me. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, okay, like... This is what I want them to pay attention to. If they don't follow me because I'm here and I'm sharing my art, fuck them. It was just yeah. like, it was so like easy to kind of say that because it was just like, it was before the fo- the unfollow app came out. It was just like, if you don't support me, okay. Nah. Or if you're here and you're saying, oh, she's so extra or she just thinks she's going to make it big or something like that. If you even talk about me, you did it. Yeah. You did it for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for mentioning my name. Like. Mm-hmm. And and it takes it takes a while to even think like that yeah. because the first thing you want to do is just retaliate back. Like, yeah. bitch, why are you talking shit? Like, you know? But at the same time, like, I think it takes everything to gain composure. Like, you got to, like, I remember Jay-Z said it. You got to learn how to walk in a room full of vultures mm-hmm. and be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, really, like, you got to learn how to walk in a room um, where a lot of people don't like you and be okay. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that are, do like you, and then there's a lot of people that are not going to dress you. Who cares? Like, fuck them. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, because the more that you gain, the more that you give them attention, it, the more it power just, yeah. you feed into that. But the more power you lose out of right. yourself. Right, And... I remember it was um, one point, um, I used to, when people used to comment positive comments on my Instagram, I used to write back, I used to say, thank you, thank you, I love you too, thank mm-hmm. you guys for following, mm-hmm. and then I wanted to be more exclusive, I wanted to be more like, like, okay, we, like, I want, I want to grab her, I want, I wanted people to, like, to come after me, and I'm just like, can you do an interview, or can we do a photo shoot with you, and the thing is, the only way that you can do that is when you don't respond anymore. Mm-hmm. So even when people are just like, your artwork is so dope, I don't respond. When people write negative comments, I don't respond. Yeah. Because the thing is, you have to like kind of put it in a, in a way where it's just like, you're unreachable. Mm-hmm. Even if you are, even if you are And aren't. it's not even coming from a... That area, it's a, not. From a like, oh, cocky place at all. Mm-hmm. It's you see it, you acknowledge mm-hmm. it, it makes you feel the way you do, but like you you can't answer everybody. Mm-hmm. And as much as you wanna like respond and be like thank you, whatever, I mean, you're really at the end of the day you're doing it for you. Mm-hmm. You're putting yourself out there for you, you're out your mm-hmm. art you know, it's your your portfolio and yes it's a Instagram happens to be a line of communication where you can respond back mm-hmm. so people expect it. Yeah. And they want it. Mm-hmm. And that's why they say good things or they say bad things because they want some kind of reaction but you can't always give it to them mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean you're you know mm-hmm. you feel above them or whatever or you know and that's what people need to understand mm-hmm. it's like you see it you appreciate it or you see it and you're you just don't want to bring yourself down there to and that's why I think once in a while I'll probably write back back to somebody because the best example I can give you is that you know how, like, people used to go out every single weekend, like, to the clubs? Yep. And let's just say you go to the clubs and you see the same people every single mm-hmm, Thursday, mm-hmm, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. They appear common. You, you don't even, sometimes you don't even say hi. It's that one person that comes out to the that club that one time. And you're just like, oh, shit, where you been at? And this and that. I want to be that one person. I don't yeah. want to go to the club every single mm-hmm, week. Yeah. The only the only way you can appear a, a uncommon person is when you're not common. Mm-hmm. And um, there was actually an incident with my friend, my friend in Ocho Cinco. My friend, um, he's a he's an artist, and um, I guess Ocho Cinco, um, he went through his um, what happened with him and um, Evelyn Lozada, mm-hmm. and um, 
fans were going in on him, and um, my friend tweeted him. He was just like, and and um, Ocho Cinco was going back on like you know the negative comments, and then my friend my friend was just like, why do you pay attention to these negative comments? And then he replied back. He was just like, do you think I have time to just sit here and like um all these people that do send me positive comments mm-hmm. that I just have time to just sit here and say thank you to all of them? Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm gonna say. He was like, I'm gonna say what I say. I, I'm gonna say what I what I'm gonna say to a negative comment so that people remember that instead of saying thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, right. thank you. Because then it's just repetitive. And right. Just like, yeah. oh, How much can you say to an autopilot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can get that. Yeah. I feel like I'm the same way. Like every now and then I'll have someone leave a comment and mm-hmm. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Then you know, like, okay, or like, or answer that, but you can't answer everyone. And I feel like people feel some type of way sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's like, I'm not trying to be... And that lets me filter. That lets me filter my followers. So if you're here and you're mad because I didn't answer a comment back, and then you you unfollowed me, then you were never really a fan. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's how you study it. It's just like, oh, okay. Um, You unfollowed me, or you said something like, oh, you never write back. Like this one guy, I remember he wrote back. He was like, "Um, he just wrote your artwork is shit or something like that. And I was just like, well, it must be something if he commented. And then he was just like, you just proved my point. He was just like. You only, he was like, you only comment back towards negative comments. And I was just like, you did that all that for that? I was like, wow, thanks. Yeah. yeah. And then I think he felt more stupid. But it was just like... you. But you, it was learning experience for yeah, you. Yeah, right. And it was just like, okay. And now, to be honest with you, anybody... And for them. Yeah. And anybody that now, like, um, they'll talk shit about me or my artwork, I instantly go on their page. I... I, I I instantly go on my page, I delete the comment, and then I just block them. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that you felt like that, and then now you can't see my artwork anymore. And if you go see it towards, in someone else's page, you just did the most. <laughs> right. About yeah. your life, you know? Like, look at your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, reevaluate yourself. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. For sure. Yeah. Um, so... Okay, your artwork is your baby, yeah. and you have a lot of babies. I do. And it's very, like, apparent. You, you know, they always say you don't have a favorite. You can't choose a favorite or mm-hmm. whatever. But is there any piece that you I feel really, it. really connected to, like, more than others or yes. a couple pieces or anything, and, you know, why? Yes. There's probably two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably my ballerina boxer. Mm-hmm. And then um, the other one is called... Um, I think, oh my god it, I just renamed it too it's called um, Big Fish Small Bowl it's of um, this um, girl she's um, it's a night picture it's mm-hmm. of a girl she's playing with the city oh and um, her hair is flowing it's yes. her backside yes yeah and it's, yes. um, it's pretty recent and um, the skyline is yeah. Like, yeah and she's like she's like kind of playing with like the the city line oh right? yeah and um, it just talks about um, and that piece it really, really talks about my life because the thing is, um, the caption it was just like once, once upon a time, I was a small fish in a in a um, big fish bowl, mm-hmm. and then I became a big fish, and then the fish bowl became small, mm-hmm. and then I relocated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then it talks about, but don't worry about it because I'm gonna once I come back, I'm coming back on my worst behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like, it sucks to say it like this, but like. Um, one day I woke up and Connecticut mm-hmm. was just, it was not going to be it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it anymore. Preach, girl. You're I saying everything so, I feel. I was so, like, uh, I am still, too. I'm very proud of where I'm from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm I'm proud of who I, like, come across oh, and who yeah. I met along the way. But at You're the same time, yeah, it's that one. Mm-hmm. 
I'm very like proud of like like where I'm from, who I've I've met along the way that has um molded my behavior as to who I am mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But Connecticut was just not going to be it. Mm-hmm. And 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 I come from this place where people think it's it it's only it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna be so even more honest. Like um, this is really brutal what I'm about to say, but say ever since girl. ever since I moved to Atlanta, mm-hmm. like. It made me even even think more that when people do events in Connecticut, no one is coming. To, no one's coming here to look for you. Yeah. No one is going to come here to look for you. They're not gonna find you here. You need to leave. That's mm-hmm. the only way you can be looked for. You gotta put yourself out there to be looked for. Like yeah, to be seen. You yeah. can't think like you can't think like some major recording artist or some major producer is coming here and they're just like boom she has it or he mm-hmm. has it. You got to leave. You got to go to New York. You got to go to a major spot where they all are. They all live. And I I chose Atlanta because I didn't I didn't want to go to New York because New York was just way too close to home. Mm-hmm. I'm more of like a survival of the fittest. I wanted yeah. to put myself somewhere where I had to learn how to be by myself and I had to learn even more how to be an adult. And you had mm-hmm. to make it work. Yeah. Because it's so far. You can't turn yeah. back. Not yeah. everybody has a plane ticket home. I feel that. And like... Yeah. And and just even there of how everything's just prospering there, it was just mm-hmm. like okay, New York is in like we're in Northeast. Like I when I became popular in Connecticut, I became popular in New York. I became popular in Boston. I became popular in the in surrounding the states. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then okay, now I want to go to an area where nobody knows me. They mm-hmm. have no idea who I am. Mm-hmm. I can just the only thing I could do is right now share my artwork with them. They're like, oh wow, it's really good, and then share my story with them. Mm-hmm. Like. Like that's that's how I did it in Connecticut. I'll do it ten times harder in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like there was there was one day I woke up and I wanted more. I wanted more for myself. Mm-hmm. It was like this is not it. Like and and there was a time when and I knew it was just like like the capacity of, of me in Connecticut. It was just up. The peak mm-hmm. was up. Like yeah. I yeah. woke up and I was just like, you're internally dying here. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna die here, Liv. Like don't die here. Don't die here. Like, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't. It was just, like, I was so... And I can tell you, I grew, like, depressed. It was mm-hmm. just, like, my artwork is not... It's not growing here. You're not growing anymore. Mm-hmm. You leave the house. I leave the house. They they all know who I am. I go mm-hmm. to the grocery store. They yeah. all know who I am. I go to the club. Can we take a picture? That's cool. That's awesome. I love that, too. I love meeting new people. I love when people come up to me. I was just at the I was just at Westmore's Mall the other day and this girl ran up to me um in Urban Outfitters and she was like, Oh my god, I can't believe you're here and I can't believe it's you. That's such a great Is that feeling. weird? Oh my god, it's the best feeling yeah. ever. Is and that I, weird though? No. Does that feel surreal at all? Like are you just like, Why do you feel that way towards no. me? Like I'm just a normal person or do you under like I know, I understand. Because she puts herself is, out there. No, yeah. I know, but still some people who do that still are just like, Oh my god, like And I'm, and she she DM'd me. She was just like, I didn't mean to scare you. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this um podcast <laughs> Yesterday, she told me, Aww. I was going to say hi. Uh, but um, she ran up to me and, like, you know, she she wrote me. She was just like, you know, your story and all that has inspired so many people. It That's not the first time I've gotten that. But even when people come out and come up and they're just like, are you firebomb? I always make sure they remember me goodbye. And my my mm-hmm. hugs, they all get a hug. And it's long and mm-hmm. it's tight. Aww. You're gonna remember. It's not. It's not no handshake. Pat Thank on the you back. so much for supporting <laughs> me. Thank you so much for acknowledging the fact that I'm in Connecticut. Like mm-hmm. that's awesome. And then this other girl, I went to go get some more Kat Von D. Um, what's it called? Lip gloss is my favorite. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I was in Sephora and like, you know, and it was so casual. She was just like, oh, how's that working out for you? Oh, by the way, I just want to let you know I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> and, and I just think your work's amazing, but I didn't want to be a creep about it, but I still think you should go with that color. And I'm just like, wow. I was like, yeah. And I just gave her a hug. Mm-hmm. I never shoo away people. Mm-hmm. The yes. are the people that support me. These yeah. are the people that follow me. And on top of that, these are the people that pay my bills. Why yes. would I ever, ever think to belittle them or tell them, mm-hmm. get a life? Mm-hmm. Like, that's fucked up. I would yeah. never want someone to talk to me like that. Yeah. yeah. So even as tiring as, let's just say, one day I get like, oh, do you want to take another picture too? I'm going to take that picture rather than say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Going back to to what you said about, like, nobody's going to find you in Connecticut, you need to get out of here, get into a bigger city, stuff like that. Um, I'm just kind of interested in in your feelings about that and saying that when you you kind of were discovered out of Connecticut in terms of the Rick Ross, Big Sean situation. So, you know, how does that... I did artwork in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. I was discovered in New York. Oh. So I I held my very first gallery in Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, and then from there, and then that's when I met um, the VP of um, uh, of Maybach Music Group, okay. and I met Rick at um, what's it called the the hotel. Okay. And the thing is, that's me going to New York. They were never going to come to Connecticut. All right, yeah. I got so you. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, not to discourage people who are in Connecticut. No, no, yeah, no. I totally understood it. I just wanted yeah. to like get yeah, back to that and really understand like that. And that especially idea. now, the way social media is mm-hmm. it is such a tool and it, it did give you a platform to be able to put yourself out there so that mm-hmm. people could see what you're about to then now transition mm-hmm. and go somewhere else mm-hmm. but the reality is it's like if you're in the midwest or whatever in these certain places mm-hmm. it is a little bit harder to be seen it is. um but it is also a really scary thing to go to a major city where yes. everybody's out it's there hustling that. and everybody's yeah, yeah. out there trying mm-hmm. to be seen and everybody whatever. So it is that balance of like, you know, feeling but, like, am I going to leave the city where I am a big fish? Mm-hmm. And like you said, and going to a place where now you're going to be a little little fish or whatever and mm-hmm. you got to fight your way up. Mm-hmm. But it, those, those are the things that makes you stronger mm-hmm. and those are the things that prepares you for the larger tank, but you, you know, know for the ocean. With like... There's something that I prepared myself when I decided even, like, when I decided to move to Atlanta, it was in a day. It was yeah. just like, I remember I had, um, I called my parents, I called everybody, and I was just like, I need you guys to come at the house. It was like 11 p.m., and everyone's just like, what's going on? They're just like, is everything okay? And I was like, uh, I'm leaving, I'm moving. And then they were just like, they were laughing. They were just like, what the fuck did you t- get everybody to come here for to just to say that? I was like, because I'm leaving, and I'm leaving in a couple months. And... And at first, they were just like, she's not leaving. And then they were angry. They were just like, why would you, why would you just say that? And then as soon as I dropped a, a deposit on an apartment in another state, they were just like, oh, shit, she's leaving. And the thing is, I decided to move to a major city where if I would have stayed in Connecticut, yeah, I'm doing mm-hmm. my thing here. But the thing is, like, if I would have went to Atlanta where a lot of other people are doing their thing, now it motivates me more mm-hmm. to, to stand out because it's just like, okay, of course. Mm-hmm. everyone else, like... It's so easy to be the only, like, maybe, okay, in Connecticut, I was an artist along with maybe five other known ones. Right. And, like, and maybe I was the most popular. But then it was just like, okay, now I'm going down to Atlanta where there's 20 other artists Mm -hmm. where they're known for what they do. And I could work with them. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, but what separates you from them? And if you're in that classroom, it's going to make you work harder than what you're familiar with. That's why, that's why, like, there's no shade at all. Like, I, I love Connecticut and, and, and. You can do what you're doing right now 
you can do it a lot harder when you're not where you're familiar with. Right. When you're not in your comfort zone. There you go. And you'll do a lot harder somewhere else. Right. Like, do what you're doing right now. If you're in Oklahoma, okay, be in Oklahoma doing what you're doing. But you'll be the only one in Oklahoma doing what you're doing. And then one day, they'll only know How you are as, you the best when you're the only one doing it? Right. Yeah. And right. it's a it's a matter of existing or surviving. There you go. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I totally get, like... People, there's, I thought people didn't know about Connecticut. There's people oh, yeah. that don't know about Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and they don't know about Montana. And right. I'm just like, okay, how are these people big there? Like, you know, they're just like, oh, yeah, she's a really known artist from Montana. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay. I wanted people to be like, I wanted, like, people to be like, okay, there's an artist from Connecticut. They don't talk about Connecticut. She lives in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she, she, like, um, even um, Dej Loaf. Mm-hmm. So um, I recently just did artwork for her. She went from Detroit, and the only thing you ever hear about Detroit is bad things. Right, mm-hmm. right. She went from Detroit. She lives in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. She she did everything that she needed to do, and then in she Detroit, moved. And then she came, yeah. But she'll always rep Detroit. Detroit yes. is everybody. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's you know how I feel. It's like I left Connecticut. I knew I needed to go to New York for a little bit, and now it's like LA. Like, I just feel it. Yep. I feel drawn to LA like I just know it it's Mm -hmm. in my heart and I'm like I need to go there and it's Mm -hmm. and everybody is very discouraging they're like oh everyone's so superficial there everybody's this everybody's that but but that's why but that's why I want to be there because that's what that's the that's the like label it has for itself that everyone's mm-hmm. so superficial. But in the small time that I was there, I had such great connections with mm-hmm. real people, mm-hmm. and that's not true about there. Mm-hmm. And if you bring something refreshing to a place, mm-hmm. you know, like you can change people's idea yeah, about yeah. it. So it's like Atlanta. You think of Atlanta, and you're like loving hip hop, like mm-hmm. you know whatever. And like you're bringing this refreshing new wave to a place yeah. that people wouldn't yeah. associate that to. Definitely. You know, and that's beautiful. And you got to shake things up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing is with Connecticut is if the amount of people that pay attention to my Instagram, if I did it in Atlanta, you can do it. You can too. do it anywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you if, if you, you can were, make it in these major cities, you right, can make it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. And the thing is, and if they know that you're not even from those cities, like listen, I, like because some people they're just like, oh, they get a leeway because they're originally from New York. Right. And I'm just like, no, I'm not from New York. No, I'm, I'm from Connecticut. I'm, yeah. I'm from Connecticut. I'm from a really small. <laughs> you know, like like um, oh god, what's her name? Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm from, like, a really small farmhouse, and then this is where I live now, but it didn't, like, you know, it didn't happen for me until I, I moved. Left there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. This Same. whole conversation, Same. I feel like, reminds me of that line in um, Whiplash, when the, the professor was like, the worst thing, the most detrimental words you could ever say to somebody is, good job. Yeah. Really? I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. No. Oh, oh, you'd love it. I think you'd love it. Yeah, for sure. Film. Oh, my God. Whiplash. It's so good. Last yeah. year, I think it won certain awards for... Um, the Oscars, but um, it's about this guy. He's a drummer. He goes mm-hmm. to this prestigious music school, mm-hmm. um, and the instructor, the professor, is just a hard ass. Like mm-hmm. he, the movie's like just so emotional and just like holy. Even if you don't play an instrument, even it's if you're straining. not an artist, like mm-hmm. it will, it will reach you and it will get to you. Like you can relate to it on on some level. Like hopefully you'll get to it. But um, he. he he basically the he was telling the kid like you're not that good da 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 whatever and the kid just kept working harder and kept working harder and he had this mission to prove to this professor mm-hmm. like I'm good enough to be in your chorus or your orchestra whatever it's called and um, 
all this drama happened. I don't want to give away the entire movie, but basically they came together at the end again, and then they were having this conversation after the professor got fired for an incident that happened, and they were having this conversation, and the and, and the professor said to him, you know, the most detrimental words in the English language are good job, because that is settling. Like, I'm just telling you you did a good job, and that'll make somebody just feel good, mm-hmm. but that's not the best you can do. That's just yeah. a good job. Yeah. And, and sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, what you're what we're talking about, where it's like when you're in these small towns, small cities, it's like you're doing a good job in these cities. You're doing, you know, whatever, but you it's do more. a good job. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be the best. You can be better. You can mm-hmm. be great, you know? So, like, don't ever just say... If you're telling somebody good job, you're basically telling them you could do better. Yeah. So you might as well just say you could do better so that they work harder to yeah. be better, to be great. I you definitely know? agree with that. So, yeah. yeah, definitely watch that movie. It's oh good. Oh, my God. I'm going to watch that movie now. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It's just like the whole conversation you guys were talking, I was just like, good job, good job. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God, that's so awesome. Yeah. Oh, oh good. <laughs> this is so good. I don't even know where I want to go after this. I know. This, this is so, so great. Yeah, and I'm so glad that, that I hope your fans really get a sense of Olivia and Fayabam and who you are and how mm-hmm. this all happened because... Actually, I, I do want to share this, yes. too. If yeah. this does help. Please. I don't see myself living in Atlanta for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, I'm not sure if it might be L.A. later. I'm not sure if it might be Miami, Texas. It doesn't matter. Come, might, come to L.A., please. <laughs> I'm not sure if I might, like, live out in the country. Yeah. Outside of this country. Yeah. But if I had it my way, this is how much I consider Connecticut home. I, like, I'm really big on my own happiness. And the thing is, like, Connecticut being one of the most richest states in, in like, the U.S., mm-hmm. I would want, if I ever moved back to Connecticut, I want to go back to Connecticut living exactly the way I want. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, like I don't want to live in a, in, a, in a home where, like, um, I have to pay the landlord rent. I right, want to pay you want off your own. for the house. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to have my own house. I want to have, like, you know, like... I want to live the way that I want to. Yes. Like, without any limits, any any questions, any doubts, any fears, anything like that. And you will, because you're a creator. And Thank you. you. <laughs> the power of being creators, you're gonna, you're creating the life that you want. Mm-hmm. You know, slowly but surely you are, and it shows. You know, it's showing for itself, mm-hmm. and you're figuring it all out on the way, but you're creating the life that you want, and you, you'll have that one day if you want it, mm-hmm. because you're a creator. Yeah, you know you have that that power in you, so and yeah, I feel that it's like in it's not you know people to feel like oh Connecticut whatever like you're mm-hmm. leaving Connecticut because Connecticut's Connecticut's not for you it's just not for you right now yeah it's not for you in the way that you want it to be yes mm-hmm. and it can be one day you just have to get there because mm-hmm. I actually definitely see myself moving back to Connecticut I do mm-hmm. too I always, yeah, yeah I always said that like if I'm I'm not um, we've talked about this in past episodes but. I'm not um, that female who dreams of having a huge wedding and having a family and having kids. Like, I, that's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's in the cards for me. I'm not against it, but that's not something that I plan on doing. I don't plan on having kids. I don't plan on getting married. But if I ever did, I would love to come back here and mm-hmm. have that family because I feel like it is close enough to um, the city and it is um, diverse enough that I feel like it's a good place to raise kids um, in a diverse world where they, yeah. they can't have, I mean, not that they can't, but they hopefully won't have prejudices and won't have the, the racism and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, I definitely 
want them to have the city as their backyard like I did. And not have it so easy. Like, we're going to L.A. where it's, like, sunshine, great, whatever, but it's because we went through all the bullshit of, like, cold, you know, Northeast, and we're like, let's escape that. But it's not to say that that's definitely where we'd, you know, I'd want to settle down and raise a family. I mean, maybe, but... I'm not against Connecticut. I think no. it'd be great for kids to grow up here with the diversity that we grew yeah, up yeah. with mm-hmm. and the different, like, you know, struggles yeah. that we went through or whatever. We don't have it that easy. You appreciate things more. You appreciate oh sunshine more because we have the rain and we have the snow and we it's we have more of an appreciation yeah. for that. You know? Yeah, how is it leaving up here and going to the south where it's generally usually warm but you guys have had some snow oh my god I, which is we, like we weird we've had some snow but the snow just they don't know how to stuck. act yeah, yeah like, but they don't know how to act when it snows like oh my god yeah we have state of emergency <laughs> so, we have state of emergency everything um closes and all that like it's, it's so crazy like um our state of emergency if we um have four inches of snow everything closes yeah. businesses schools you have to go home and if you don't go home you're fined like it's crazy yeah um wow but the weather down there it's so amazing like um just the atmosphere the culture the history the food like just people down there like Mm -hmm. and the thing is once I moved to Atlanta it really made me feel like how us northerners are really stuck up Mm -hmm. and like some snooty people sometimes oh yeah because moving (laughs) to Atlanta I was just um I used to think like um so I lived in New Britain. I used to live in Hartford. And, like, I lived on the south end of Hartford near Flatbush, not um, near the north end of Hartford where Sigourney um, is. And the thing is, like, I used to think, don't go over into the north end of Hartford because it's really bad. You'll get shot up and you'll die, stuff like this. As soon as I moved to a major city and saw, like, how bad it was out there, it really made me think, it really made me kind of even more grateful mm-hmm. that I lived in Connecticut because it's not shit in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And it's just so crazy because, like, when I moved, it was just, like, I would see in Connecticut, I would probably see, like, a homeless person maybe one every five blocks or six or seven blocks. Yeah. There's one every block in mm-hmm. Atlanta. And it's so, and it, and it disheartens me a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, wow, like, this is how it is and people don't care. And, like... These people are just as hurt down here. And on top of that, it's so brutal down here. And um, if you read, so Atlanta is number one for sex trafficking for women and children. Number one in the country really? for sex trafficking. Yeah. Wow. So they always tell you, beware of, like, you know, the big white bands with tents and all that. <laughs> and, like, it's also, um, it has the highest, it's the state that has the highest robbery rate, home invasion. Wow. And so every home that you meet in Atlanta, everyone has a gun. Oh, my god! So it promotes violence. And right. then it's just like, when you think of it, in here in Connecticut, I don't have a gun in my house. Yeah. I don't think my neighbors do either. But I know probably um, maybe in Greenwich they do or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's why I was just like, okay, there's a lot of... We think, like, New York, L.A., Compton, like, you mm-hmm. know, just stuff like that. Like, we think, like, they have such fortunate areas that are just like... Because they're big names. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm moving to L.A., I'm moving to Houston, there's like ten minutes down, you're you're in a, such a bad area, mm-hmm. and then ten minutes up, you're you're in a great, area. you're in the riches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's every um, you find that major everywhere. city, yeah. Major, yeah. major area, but like even um, you know the bar I work at, it's a lot um, blue collar, older, mm-hmm. retired men, da da da, whatever. And I'll tell them like, oh, I'm moving to LA. They're like, oh, you're going to Compton? Like, you're gonna get shot up, da da. It's just like. Mm, 
Compton. L.A. is a lot bigger than Compton. Mm-hmm. L.A. the county. Mm-hmm. Um, that's usually what I mean by L.A. because we're not moving into, like, L.A. the city, like, downtown L.A. We're going to be mm-hmm. um, a little bit outside of that. But it's just, like, there's bad areas in every city yeah. that you go yeah. in. Like, yeah. Connecticut has terrible You can die areas. anywhere. Right. Like, you, you know, I can die anywhere. I'm vacation in Europe. Like, in the, you know, wherever. It's just, like, everywhere has a bad area. And you can trip over a rock and then die, and then that was your drastic way of dying, <laughs> rather than getting shot. Yeah, yeah instead of getting <laughs> shot. So it's just, you know, everywhere has a bad area, and it's just, like, you just, you got to know how to move. Like, mm-hmm. you got to know how to act, you you know, and, and, and it's not about, you know, pretending to be something that you're not or walking into Compton or into like a project in New York City or whatever and pretending to be this hard person it's just like you just have to understand where you are and like know how to move and oh my god and that I, <laughs> I had to have learned that the most when I moved by myself yeah. it was just like okay how are you going to protect yourself mm-hmm. um, anything that I buy I build it myself it's like learning how to defend yourself defend for yourself and mm-hmm. it's just like this is it's only you mm-hmm. nobody else is around you to help you so it's mm-hmm. just like I think that was the most one of the most biggest challenges it was just mm-hmm. like you're going to an area where you don't know anybody and you have to keep in the back of your mind that everybody has a motive. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have to learn how to trust other people mm-hmm. that you don't know. Mm-hmm. You didn't know yeah. them from birth. You didn't know them from a sandbox. It's just like, you want to be my friend? Like, it's like one of those. Yeah. It's just like, okay. But yeah. that's about the vibes and that's yes. like something yeah. that about you start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and more you know yourself, the more you know what other people yep. are about because it's a, like a reflection of yourself. Yep. It's yeah. like that light you see in, in you. And I, that I, that leads me to ask you because it almost goes back to like our parents and the American dream and like them leaving somewhere. And it's almost like we do want the same thing that that. It's not that they wanted it. It wasn't, like, this, like, choice that they were, like, we want to leave because it's going to be exciting. For them, it was really scary. Um, and it's scary for us to leave our, our, our nest or whatever to go out there for something more. But at the end of the day, we're doing the same thing that, that, they're, mm-hmm. that they did. That they did we, when they came to another country. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So That's what we've looking back at that, it's, like, people ask us, like, what's your plan? Why are you mm-hmm. moving? Why are you going out there? I'm like, at the end of the day, my parents came to a country they didn't know. They had to learn a new language, a culture. Like, they had to adapt a mm-hmm. hundred million times more. Like, I'm just going cross-country. They state. speak the same language. Okay, maybe it's going to be a little bit different. I have to adapt, but not on the level that they did. Mm-hmm. So, I guess um, my question, too, is because we're going through the same thing, you mm-hmm. know, like... W- was it hard leaving your family? Like, what did you go through? Just, you know, making this really oh big decision. God. It's it's emotional. And you did... Luckily, I have her. Like, we have yeah, each other. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, you did it you by, did by yourself. yourself. And that is so crazy and so brave. Like, we kind of have each other as a safety net. So, like... I couldn't imagine, like, just flying out to L.A. and be like, all right, I'm here. And like, I, you know, I was going to do it. Yeah. I had the plan to like just go. But, like, now, luckily, like, it feels better knowing that sh- I have her with me. And, like, I have, I have our other friend, Mabel, there. But, you know, it makes it easier. But now it's almost putting me in the place that, like, I was almost there one day. Like, mm-hmm. to do it just by myself. Mm-hmm. In cold turkey. Like, what? you know. I, um, when I did it by myself, um, me and my best friend, Brittany, Brittany drove me down. And then Brittany flew back, mm-hmm. like, next couple of days later. Mm-hmm. I did everything by myself. I put myself, my house together and all that. I, um, so I've been in Atlanta for, I think, like, eight months. And I, I think, I don't think you were here yet. And I was just, um, telling, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was telling her, um, how, um, I recently just got a therapist. And the oh. thing is, like, um, I'm really close with my family. Mm-hmm. And I'm really close with my brother and my sister. We always lived together and we go through things together and, um, 
I, oh my God, I actually have a video recorded of it because I always want to remember it. But um, my homesickness is unreal. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is just like, you know, when you go through something, you can call someone and be like, oh my God, guess what he just said or guess what this bitch just did. And like, you're going through it. They're not next door. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you just need to be held. You Mm -hmm. need to be like, like, you know, like, pat on the back, like, oh, is it going to be okay? Don't listen to her. Don't listen to anybody. But these people are a phone call away. It's nothing. It's nothing physical. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. It's just like, oh, it's going to be okay. No, you don't know how I feel. And, like, there was one night, oh, my God, I'll never forget it. It was the night I recorded myself crying. Because it was just like, I need I need to see this related. Because it's mm-hmm. the first time I ever did this. Mm-hmm. And I I had, like, one of those, like, long shower cries but in my in my, like, bed. Mm-hmm. And it was just loud. And it was just like, I, I miss my family and I'm going through all these things by myself. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm being an adult. I'm trying to put myself out there. There's people going to say no to you. There's going to be people, there's people going to be, there's people that are going to say yes to you. But then the thing is like, it's different when your support system is not there. Mm-hmm. They're a phone call away. Mm-hmm. Can I, I can, and the thing is, but it's preparing me. I feel like Atlanta's preparing me for something even more bigger, bigger yeah. where like, they're not going to even be a phone call away. I probably have to call, like, re- like collect one day, or I have to, like, send them a postcard. Like, if, but if I can make it through that, then I will make it in the next step. Every, mm-hmm. each level, each level requires a different you. Right, right. Like, it's, it's just so, like, it was, and it was so hard. And I remember it was, like, one time, um, I want to say it was, like, a month ago, but it was so bad. I just, like, stopped eating, and I love food. Mm-hmm. Like, I really love food, but it was just, like... I, painting wasn't even enough. It was just like, oh my God, live like, you gotta talk to somebody. You gotta see somebody because like right now, like um, the most my family can say over the phone is just like, well, just come see us. Yeah. Well, I can't just come see you. Right. Because I gotta like budget everything out and then like you know I got events that I'm doing down here. I can't just come see you. Like sometimes you guys got you gotta make the trip worth it. You know. Yeah. And it was just it was just so hard because then you come back and then let's say you get into like little fights or this and that. Oh, I want to go back to Atlanta, and it's just right. like no, you got to make sure the battles are worth fighting. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. but it was the worst though. And even now, my dad calls me every single day. He was and my dad, I thought it was hard just gaining their respect. When I moved, they were angry. They were mm-hmm. just like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. They were just like, you make more money up here. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to go somewhere where nobody knows you? You're not, you're not going to make any more money. And he called me every single day. He was just like, come home. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't come home. Like, I, I can't come home right now. And it's just, and, and like, like, you know, them coming from a foreign family is just like, they don't really understand following their dreams. They, it's like an empty happiness. It's like yeah. they're not even happy. They're just like. Like, this is how we got to live. This is how we right. got to survive. No, I care about being happy. I want to be happy. I'm I'm trying to fulfill my dreams. I want to be on TV. I want to mm-hmm. write a book one day. I want yeah. people to know who I am. And it's, I can't let them know who I am here, Dad. Mm-hmm. Like, And it sucks because you want their support so bad, but they're just calling you every single day. Can you come home? Mm-hmm. And and on top of that, mm-hmm. I hate saying no to my parents. Yeah. Because you're just like, you're defying them. It's just like, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be the hard ass. I'm not trying to be... The troubled child. My brother is a golden child. My sister is a baby. You yeah. got the fucked up one. They're just like, why is this one? Why is this one always the ripple in the water? <laughs> I'm sorry, uh-huh. but I promise you, it's it's gonna be for something really good, yeah. and I'm gonna take care of everybody one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so hard to tell them that because it's just like, you can only show them mm-hmm. so much. You yeah. can show them your consistency, 
But then they, I want it to be like when they, until like my dad or my mom says, like, you know, um, when are you going to buy us a house? Instead of saying, come back to Connecticut. Because mm-hmm. now when you tell me come back to Connecticut, you don't think I can do it yet. Mm-hmm. And I have to, and that tells me I have to work even more harder right. until you think, okay, I want you to live there. Stay there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so then you can, well, you know, now I know that you'll be able to take care of us. So. Yeah. Even, but then even now, and I and I think like sometimes he feels bad by saying that. So he'll be, he'll be like, um, oh, okay, move to Florida instead. Don't move to Atlanta. Like Florida's really nice. But then, <laughs> and then he'll just be like, no, just come back. Come back home. Like mm-hmm. my my sister, she just got her salon, he was, and he was he was telling her the other day, he was just like, tell her to come back home that she could work at the salon, and it made me like, what? Yeah. Didn't he remember I was an artist? Like he didn't remember I was a painter. It's them, you know. When you get to this age, this is a really weird age for all of us. It's you almost start feeling like you're becoming the parent. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um, and you got to help them out with everything. Right, and it's it's just it's a selfish thing, and it's mm-hmm. not coming from a bad place. It's like they gave you this life, mm-hmm. and so parents. There was a quote that I read, and it was like, um, "Being a parent is about, um, you know." giving your child roots but also wings Mm -hmm. so you can't try to give them you know you can't hold them in the same place like parents kind of lose touch they kind of want to mold you into the person that 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 they always wanted to be or who they envision being or what Mm -hmm. they want or whatever and they don't realize like you're your own being like you have to like figure it out for yourself too um so it's that balance of them giving you roots but also wings to like fly yeah you know and it's like and they have to come to terms with, with with trusting you with the fact that they've instilled enough in you to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it's time to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Or just, in whatever aspect that may be. It's so, fear. But yeah. It's fear. They don't want to see you struggle. And that's and, what it is. Yeah. They don't want to see you struggle. It's like, why? You don't have to. Yeah. You can you can have a comfortable life. You can have like the security or whatever. Why do you have to struggle? And like I had the conversation with my dad. I'm like, not even think about it when I asked him the question. I'm like, why did you come here? You know? He escaped a war. He literally escaped a war in the Middle East and Lebanon to come here. Like mm-hmm. that's why he came. Um, and it's such a different different dynamic, but it's like there's no more war now. You know, you stayed. Yeah. You know, why did you say? Like something yeah. you know, you made choices, you made these things because it fulfilled you at a time. So it's yep. like now give me that freedom to figure it out for yeah. myself. But they it's just realizing that they just want you to be they safe. Don't, they don't push too far with it either because they know and they can see it in my face. They know I'm not happy here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, or they know that that there's potential to fulfill more. Mm-hmm. And they know it's not going to be here. They just, they the last thing they want is like a phone call from all the way far away from home saying their daughter's dead or their mm-hmm. daughter's in trouble or their da- they oh, can't yeah. find their daughter. Oh, yeah. That's like, I understand is. that. Mm-hmm. But I can't. I can't, I gotta take those risks. Mm-hmm. I gotta, like, you know, like, it could be that, or one day you're gonna get a phone call, like, your daughter's on fucking TV. Right, you know? right. And you'll never know unless you try. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I always have this thought, like, when we started this podcast, and, like, we've been saying when we get to LA, we kind of want to expand and stuff like that. And um, I'm a little bit more open with my father and, mm-hmm. and communicating to him, like, what we're doing, what this podcast is, what the plan is. 
Um, my mom's a little bit harder to break, so I don't really give her too much information. So, mm-hmm. like, whenever I'm home and we're recording or something, I'm like, oh, I'm downstairs talking to Rowan. Like, don't interrupt, da-da-da, whatever, because we're recording. And she doesn't really get it. And I always had this idea, like, one day, like, not, I, like, I don't have this dream to be super famous or, yeah. or a celebrity or anything like that because I don't, I honestly, I'm not sure that that lifestyle is for me. Mm-hmm. But I just have this feeling of, like, being successful mm-hmm. and being able to take care of them and being able to come back and being like, you see, I wasn't just hanging out with Rowan, just like bullshitting. Like we're actually <laughs> yeah. doing something. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. they don't get it. Like yeah, I don't tell not, my, I don't my parents. It. I just want to come back one day and be like, we were just like hanging out, smoking mm-hmm. weed, chilling. Oh my god, like, that's exactly how I, I wasn't just like upstairs, just paying for no reason, just crying out loud. Right. <laughs> I was gonna make something. I think, and reason. I think that's my biggest fear in life is not being able to do it in their lifetime. Yeah. Like that's what I yeah. feel like. It's this constant like. Yeah this this race with time because mm-hmm. it's like you're you really as much as you don't want to think about it it exists you know and like we're n- nobody's getting younger um mm-hmm. or whatever and that's why I feel like it's this even more overwhelming intense feeling right now it's like getting to this point in your life where we are in our mid-20s and it's a really weird transitional time mm-hmm. for um people at this age and especially women Mm -hmm. because we are racing a clock too you know so it's like dealing with this battle and it's just like you want to make them proud at the end of the day you want to be someone that your parents can be proud of you know you want to be happy but you want to make them proud and it's like in which capacity can you make them proud and I think even though they don't show it or maybe say it I you know I feel like in a way we're teaching them lessons like we're making them realize some things slowly but surely like there's more to it. There's mm-hmm. more to life than mm-hmm. just owning a home or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, you accomplished that, and I'm, thank you for accomplishing mm-hmm. that, but that's not my dream. Mm-hmm. My mom and my dad, like, they'll say certain things, and they'll know that it pushes me away. So mm-hmm. they'll call the next day saying, oh, did you finish any paintings today? Yeah. Because they don't want yep. you to be far from them mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't want they don't want them pushing you yeah. away. They're just like, okay, let me get on a good side. Yeah. Oh, like, you know, um, who else did you did artwork for? I'm going to tell so-and-so. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, but those are the little like triumphs you have to yeah. like cling on to. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's how they get it. That's you know, you gotta just hold on to those little like tiny moments, even though for you it's not that big. But like in terms of your relationship with with your parents or with certain people, like that, that's a that's a triumph. That's a major mm-hmm. step to mm-hmm. like getting through it. So you just have to like kind of keep the perspective in mm-hmm. mind of who you're yeah. dealing with mm-hmm. <laughs> and how that that relationship works. So yeah. I no. don't want to forget the the fan interaction. You know? Oh no, yes. we're not. Okay, no, so um, well, before we we oh, go, yeah. Uh, okay, let's yeah, let's answer that one. Okay, cool. Let's answer uh, let's a fan question first, okay. and then they yes. They're so funny. Yeah. So uh, we had Firebomb post on her Instagram, which if you're not already following her, you obviously should. It's F I Y A B zero M B. Mm-hmm. bomb, and um, you can see all her um, her artwork and, you know, her life in Atlanta and stuff like that. So definitely check her out. And she posted earlier today for some of her fans to just write in and, and ask her some questions. Um, and, yeah, there's not too many, but if you want to answer the ones that are there. <laughs> or, uh, did you guys get, get any um, uh, I'll me refresh my... I... Hang on. No. It's like you give people the opportunity yeah. <laughs> and they don't take it. That's how I feel all the time with this podcast. Oh. 
Someone just wrote, can you paint a song of mine? Yeah, I saw that uh-huh. one. Um, what's it called? You can email me. <laughs> email me uh, on my Instagram. Um, send me your music. Um, someone just asked, are you still in Atlanta? Right now, I am currently not in Atlanta. I'm in Connecticut <laughs> visiting, but I live in Atlanta. I'll be back um, April 12th for um, my public speaking at Clark, Atlanta. Um, Lasav asked, what are you looking for in love? Yeah, that's, that's a, a good, good one. one. Um, I feel like I look for a lot of things that a lot of other women look for, and it's, um, you want mental support, you want physical support, you want great sex, you want, right. like, you know, got to be courteous, you want them to cook, you want to have a nice car, you want them to of have course. a good job, you want them to take care of yourself, you want them to go to the gym, stuff like mm-hmm. that, and, um, I feel like I'm looking for, like, um, Someone that matches me, mm-hmm. and it's it's like someone that matches me in ambition and drive, and but I it's so crazy, but I don't want them to be an artist. Yeah, yeah. I don't want them to be a visual painter. Mm-hmm. They could be a musician. They could be a designer or anything like that. I feel like um, I want someone to um, understand me and know me artistically without being in the same field as me. Yeah. And the thing is, um, just understanding the passion. Definitely. Behind whatever it is that you're doing. I want someone that's really passionate. Yeah. And someone that's really passionate, just not about what they do, not about their craft, about life. Yeah. I want someone that's really happy to be alive. Mm-hmm. Um, someone just that, that's really appreciative and supportive. I love spon- like people, that guys that are spontaneous, they'll you know, just do as you go. Mm-hmm. But then I love men with structure, too. I yeah. love, like, organized and, like, you know, they're just, they have their own... Um, goals that aren't as ambitious but they're they're still goals Mm -hmm. I just love like um it's so I'm I I really feel like I'm a hard person to love but I'm also a really easy person to love because if you love me I love you Mm -hmm. but then I know I'm a hard person to love because I have so much going on Mm -hmm. and then I want someone that will be able to accept that but I don't want them to tolerate it Mm -hmm. don't be with me and tolerate me be with me because you love me and you love me that way like, I don't want you to be with me if you're not happy with me. Um, as hard as I'm working, I would like you to do the same. Uh, like I said, I'm really into sex. I hope we have great sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's important. It's very important. So important. But it's better when you have all those other components. Yeah. That sex is so much better when you have all of that other passion there, that, that other stimulation. Definitely. You know, not physically. Like mm-hmm. I said, I've had my share of casual sex, but mm-hmm. I'm right. so connective. I love um, passionate, like, like communication body language through yeah. sex. Like, mm-hmm. we, we can laugh and giggle, fart, mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. <laughs> it's an art like form that. in itself. Yeah. You know, when you can connect with someone and move and, and mm-hmm. speak their language. It up. is a language. Yeah. yeah. I I just admire that a lot. And um, I'm a really big fan of old-fashioned men. I just, like, I still think you need to open the doors for mm-hmm. them, open car doors for mm-hmm. ladies. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying for you to take off your coat so that I don't have just to step on a puddle. Put puddle, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. I'm no. Like, I think you probably scared me away. How <laughs> <laughs> did the boy get that up? <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, dirty. you know, you hear something really funny. I went on yes. a date recently. <laughs> I went on a date recently with an older man. He was um, 31, and um, he's a very successful businessman. He makes um, homemade soap um, without, like, all that chemical stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sold all of them, and he had his own business, his own facility. He just bought a house in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We went on a date, 
at the Waffle House just like to talk or whatever. I like that. Yeah, and he walked me to my car. Oh my god, he walked me to my car, and um, he opened the car door for me. I went inside my car, and he slightly went in my car too. And I'm here, I'm just like, whoa, are you gonna kiss me? Like I'm here, I'm like, please don't kiss me. Did he put your seatbelt on? Shut up! Shut up! And then he went and he buckled me in, and then he and he buckled me in. He was like just so not close what to I was me. expecting at all. Oh my god, when he buckled me in, I mean, I'm just like, I wanted to be like, thanks, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he was like, um, he was like, <laughs> my sister's snowing. I'm sorry, I swear. He was like, um, um, gotta make sure you get home safe. And I was just like, oh, we're never seeing each other again. Yeah. So those are the so type weird. of guys I don't like. <laughs> but you know, he was nice. I don't like. Oh my god. Yeah, it came um, from a good place. It just that execution mm-hmm. was just off. Not yeah. yeah, I was just like, whoa, this is intense. Yeah. Oh, that's like, funny. Yeah, so, he buckled me in. Yeah, I, I knew it. As soon as you were going going there, I was like, I can see I this. That was like the weirdest thing ever. Oh, it's weird as shit. I don't know why my brain went there, but I was like, what's the weirdest thing could've, um, that could have happened here? Yep, that. Yeah. But maybe after my reading today, I'll get more info on maybe. Mr. Sooner Later. So, I think Mr. Sooner or Later is going to be a man that you're going to manifest because you're sure. doing it for sure like I think he's gonna buy my book and he's gonna be like where is she <laughs> I gotta tell her it's me Ooh, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and you get through all it's almost like what people do with online dating or whatever it's like yeah. you filter out all the extra bullshit you put out exactly what you want so that you can get it in mm-hmm. return and sometimes you have to do that in the world and lives that we yeah. live in now mm-hmm. um but Whoever Mr. Sooner or Later is, let me tell you, you are a lucky motherfucker because this woman (laughs) is so, you're amazing. Amazing. You're amazing. I'm so, so happy to have met you and get to know you more. And I feel like I just have known you for years and definitely connect to you. Um, (laughs) I kind of want to know, speaking of your, your recent date, how is dating life in Atlanta? Um, okay. (laughs) Because I feel like people are very... Interesting. Down there. <laughs> oh my god, that was just one day. Let me tell you how's other how's days. the accent? Oh well, yeah, how, that was a tough Because we have a couple it's of really friends really from Atlanta, yeah. and when we first met them, even to this day, sometimes when we have conversations, and most of them now the at slang. this point are are over the phone. So the slang is one thing. It's just like, what does that mean? The other thing is, is that it takes me about ten seconds after you finish your sentence <laughs> to, know to understand. To register. Just that. Oh just my like, god, I'm the same way. I have to like slow it down through my brain, and then I'm like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Atlanta right now, Atlanta's a melting pot. So a lot of the people that you meet um, in metro Atlanta, mm-hmm. they're all not from there. So they just moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And um, But the people that, that live on the outskirts, they've always lived in Atlanta. Right. And they have really heavy, thick accents. Mm-hmm. And like um, I do the same thing. I'm just like, I ordered Pizza Hut. And I was just like, whoa, did he, what did he say? Like, <laughs> Am I, I getting the right pizza? Else? It's like another language. Yeah. But um, I feel like, so I've, I've, I've been there for like, um, for eight months and like you catch on to it like mm-hmm. really fast and, yeah. and it's weird because you start talking. That yeah, I was going to say, do you pick it up? Because sometimes when I, like my best friend, one of my best friends is in um, North Carolina and just like visiting the South and stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like I'll just pick up the, I pick up the country, like the Southern country accent like that. And I'll just be like, and it's like second nature to me like I kind of like it (laughs) but I pick it up so quickly it's crazy how you pick up accents Mm -hmm. like that there are some people that um when they talk they smack and like I I remember it was just like what does that mean is 
Yeah, but it was like, um, I remember, oh my god, this one lady, she was just like, um, she said, um, I don't know, you're talking about shawty. Like, it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, like click. you know what? I was like, what? I was just like, uh, I was just like whoa. Oh my god. It was, it was, but dating life, so the thing yeah. is, um, there's a lot of beautiful men down there because everyone's like from a different place, mm-hmm. you can tell. But um, mm-hmm. I do Chocolate. have to say this, I really Chocolate. do have to say this. I honestly feel like sixty um, percent of Atlanta are probably full of gay men. I, I could yes, see that. I've yes. heard that. Yep, there's a yep. huge gay population down there. Shout out to y'all. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, and um, and um, I think I feel and like DL. I, yes. a lot of a oh, lot DL. of guys on the DL. And I'm gonna yes. be so honest. I have nothing against gay people because my brother's gay. I love gay people. But, um, and I've been on, um, I feel like I've been on two dates with two, two gay people, uh-huh. but they just, they're not open with their sexuality yet. about, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. And I'm going to be the first one to tell you that I'm not your cover up. <laughs> oh my I'm God. Just not, I had an experience like that. Really? I didn't even know I was in it. Really? <laughs> no, I had one that was really upset with me and I, I didn't mean to offend him. I just asked him if, um, and I asked him casually, I just asked him if like, um, people ever thought he was gay. And, like, he went sick, and he went off on me. And I was just like, and um, I, I said to him, I was like, oh, okay, but you have still have yet to say no, so. And then he was angry. And I was just like, okay, that's a, we'll probably never talk again, so that's okay. But the dating life, I think it's good if it, mm-hmm. it works out for you. Like, right now, I think, I think right now I'm probably not in a position to do right. it. Right. I'm still trying focus. to figure out, like, myself out. And mm-hmm. I feel like um, a lot of people in Atlanta, they focus more on, on themselves and their mm-hmm. career and their path and like kind of trying to like come up mm-hmm. that people I, I feel like sometimes when like you feel yourself in a relationship it could be like you could feel yourself like holding back if that person's not in tune with you mm-hmm. you could feel like I have a boyfriend he holds me back because he's not really he's not into what I do you mm-hmm. have to date people that's into what you right. do mm-hmm. right just, they're just even as if they're not super in into you. it they're supportive and they yeah. understand that you need to do that to mm-hmm. like fulfill yourself and I think it's so vital for creatives to only yes. date creatives yeah. like that's like you you need to date somebody that understands completely what you do and they're invested in you as much as you're invested into your craft because mm-hmm. that means that they believe in you and they believe in your downfalls. They believe in your your uprises. Mm-hmm. Like, but you think it. they have to be a creative in order to feel that way? I feel like, honestly, with my certain... Because I've seen, like, um, I don't want to say regular people because I'm not here to talk down on people. It's like I've seen people that are not as creative and they're, like, really super-duper supportive. Mm-hmm. And then... I've seen people that they are both creatives and they date each other. And the thing is, you're inclined there. Because as much as they're supportive, at the same time, they understand everything you're talking about. They understand all your ideas. They understand mm-hmm. all your projects. They understand, like... Um, your mind. The the don'ts and the do's. They're just like, you should do this. You, sh- you should not do this. More as, like, a regular person would be like, if you want to do this, then you can do it. If you don't want to do this, then you don't have to do that. I'm just here to support you. Another creator was like, don't do that. Right. Like, I, you shouldn't do this. Because if you do this, then this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's like another person just, like, understanding you, mm-hmm. like, in a, in a different way. As, it's different, like, the person that understands you, another person is just like, I'm just here to support you. Mm-hmm. But I still love you at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I love you for who you are. Mm-hmm. The other person really, like, I don't want to say really loves you, but, like, they... There's a there's a your interest. Yeah, but it's 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 like a it's like a it's almost like they 
There's you ever no like went to? It's almost like um, oh my yeah. god, this is this is a good story. But you ever <laughs> went to like um, like when I went to Central, I was an art major and I was a marketing minor. Mm-hmm. And when I had to go to my marketing classes, like my the the people that I was in class with, they didn't understand anything I said. Mm-hmm. They right. were just there and they're marketing majors. Right. When I went inside an art classroom, they understood everything I said. Mm-hmm. Like I'll say I was um like you know how like um when you don't have cable. And, you know, the TV blanks out, it goes, Ksh. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll say that in an art classroom, like, you know, oh, it went, Ksh. And then they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then people are just like, in the marketing class, what do you mean? Oh, you mean you didn't have cable? It's just so different. <laughs> yeah. Different languages? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think also, and it's, each person is different. So Definitely. it's it's a case-by-case thing, too. Like, maybe someone isn't necessarily in a creative field, but they have mm-hmm. that side of them that they haven't, yep. like, brought out yet and mm-hmm. maybe like you can bring that out of them whereas Definitely. there's a side of you that you aren't so mm-hmm. tapped into and they can bring that out of you but as long as you guys are kind of it's just about growth yes someone that's I think it's just growth grow. that's like my best friends yeah. they can grow with mm-hmm. you and I, I always kind of um, sub in and out creativity and passion because I feel like um, somebody who maybe isn't creative in the general sense of the word artist musician yeah Whatever it is, um, but is still passionate about sports. Maybe it's an athlete or, mm-hmm. or this or that. Um, they can still understand the, the mind or the promise or the process of, of the creativity because they do it, but just in in, in a physical way. Yeah, and, and on the court or on the field or or whatever it is, athletes are the most correlation that I can think of right, right. now. But mm-hmm. um, I just feel like as long as you have that passion and you understand what passion takes mm-hmm. and where it can take you, that you can find that you can you can mesh well together in terms of relationships. Um, if you're dating somebody who's not passionate about really anything at all, it's so hard. Yeah. It's just like, so what do you do? Yeah. And it's like, also like just about finding the person that you can be 100% yourself with. Yes. with. You know, like even if they aren't, a creative like you but mm-hmm. you feel like you can be 100% you and mm-hmm. they can t- they accept you for that mm-hmm. then that is just a beautiful thing that is my best friend yeah. like my best friend um I'm I'm a creative I, I paint I, I create things my best friend she um I mean she doesn't paint but she's like um she helps curate my shows mm-hmm. like she has vision but she's not a painter, but she'll, like, she has vision on how things should be displayed mm-hmm. when people walk in, the moving mm-hmm. traffic. Yep. But that's, that, like, she's a creative, but mm-hmm. not in my same craft. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's how I feel like our group works. It's yeah. just me, yeah. me and Rowan. It's just like, you create that mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like this is how you should put it out to or you know mm-hmm. not just specifically her but this you know I can see how it should be put out or mm-hmm. like how it should flow together if you're in a room like things like that so mm-hmm. yeah you you need that yeah partnership yeah. that yeah. balance because yeah. you know? sometimes yeah. if you have two creatives two artists it's who are both so into their stuff it's a lot yeah. it's yeah. real crazy yeah. so yeah it's the balance of finding like yeah you know, who you are and what you need and that's beautiful because I can see that you're going through that with figuring out who you are and the things that you want out of mm-hmm. a partner and like you're starting to put that out there and like manifesting it because I feel like I'm in the same place like I was a couple years ago I was like marriage nah like kids nah mm-hmm. like whatever like nah like I'm all about me and I'm still about me and trying to figure myself out but I'm realizing more and more it's like I do you do want someone that you can share 
you know, your life with them that way, in that intimate way. And, like, even looking back at our parents, even though they do it in a different way, it's not as affectionate as we would be in a relationship, they still had that partner that was, like, there to ride for them. And mm-hmm. that was there to, like, help them, like, you know, yes. at some point in their lives and loyalty. create something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that loyalty. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Um, okay, so I guess we could just end with, mm-hmm. if there's a... If Firebomb today could talk to Olivia five, six years ago, you know, like, what advice would you give to aspiring creatives right now? Like, being the place that you are, knowing the things that you know, the things that you've gone through, like, what kind of piece of advice could you give someone who's going through the same transitions that you were going through back then, like, trying to figure themselves out and their place and, you know, what piece of advice could you give someone? I am guess. I answering that question or am I answering a firebomb? What it, I guess what piece of advice it, that you that would you have liked to have? Yeah. That you could give somebody. I my this this could go in so many directions, but I do love this question. Mm-hmm. Is you have to believe in you before ten thousand people believe in you. Like mm-hmm. and when I say believe, it's that wholeheartedly believe. Mm-hmm. When you're by yourself, when no one else is for you, mm-hmm. the only person for you right now is God in you. Mm-hmm. And you know that you can do it, do it. Mm-hmm. Don't waste time. Don't waste time in thinking, what happened if I can't? Mm-hmm. It's not enough time to think that. Cry. <laughs> it's not time to, like, I honestly think when you first asked me the other question, I was about to cry. Because if Olivia had a chance to talk to Firebomb yeah. right now, yeah. Olivia would say to, um, Firebomb would say mm-hmm. to Olivia, Thank you for giving me mm, a chance. Mm-hmm. Thank you for giving Olivia that chance. Mm-hmm. Because now you who you are who you are. Like I I've seen it too many times. I watch people too many times. It's just like they're just like, oh I can make something out of this. And then somebody comes along and they say, Oh, like, no, you can't, or like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And mm-hmm. then I see that person just like, oh yeah, maybe you're right. Mm-hmm. And it makes me so mad and it makes me like, no. The first thought that you had that you could make this into something, you could be something, right. you should have went with that thought yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Any moment that you thought you could be an actor, like I think about my unborn children a lot and I don't even, I go into, I'm going to be honest with you, I go into this this generation thing, I, I'm going to be a single mom, just mm-hmm. like how guys are and mm-hmm. I, if my child wants to go to school, fine, you can go to school, but you're, if you want to audition like for some modeling agency in Europe, where I'm gonna take you. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a famous soccer player, I'm gonna make sure you go to every practice. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to go to college, that's totally okay. If you want me to be at your your um, play, I'm gonna be at your play. If you want me to be at your your games, I'm gonna be at your games. Mm-hmm. Like if you like, I sometimes I can't wait to have a daughter because I mm-hmm. can't wait to show her all the cool things I know with art mm-hmm. that my parents didn't show me, but. I like my best advice to you is that if you love it, you should make it into a passion. But at the same time, when your passion is your profession, it's Mm -hmm. amazing. Like even right now, like um, I I always say this at my galleries at at the dear Mrs. Sooner um later galleries, but I always wonder. Well, um, what the man, the man that I'm supposed to marry, I wonder what he's doing right now. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, like, oh my god, he could be throwing trash out right now, like that's his <laughs> job, or like, or he could be like, um, building birdhouses. But you know what? 
if like that's if that's what he loves to do, I think he's the sexiest thing ever. Right. If you're so dedicated to love like to building birdhouses, oh my god, I'm so in love with you. Yeah. But strive for that. Strive for being better. Being better than who you were. Like there's just too much there's too much time to there's too much time to yeah easily waste by just thinking what happened if I can't do this what happened if I can't do that people people are so scared to fail they don't even fucking try yeah. like it's so sad like yeah. even like your podcast mm-hmm. go up to episode one hundred mm-hmm. and then as soon as you go up to episode one hundred make it into a big thing oh we're gonna throw a party now go up to episode two hundred yeah oh did you guys listen to episode thirteen though like <laughs> yeah you know like go all the way go through with it all mm-hmm. the way don't even do it for people that so that you can go back and be like oh what's it called um I did it because um so and so said I couldn't do it for no. you yeah do it because yeah. it makes you feel That's good what we said yeah. yeah do it before because don't don't do anything in life to prove somebody wrong mm-hmm. do it because you That's what you yeah because you wanted right. to do like. If I and and I, and I think about this all the time, if I would have listened to all those people that told me, Olivia, you're not gonna be anybody, or mm-hmm. you're just gonna be another nail tech, or you're just gonna be like no another some bitch, like mm-hmm. you know somewhere, like if I was if I would have listened to them, that's the scariest thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened if I would have listened to them? Right. Fear is the most like oh, yeah. the biggest handicap. Oh yeah, and it's, never, it's it's you can never have, and it's your mind creates it. Mm-hmm. Like it's such, it's so horrible because your mind creates that fear. It's all in your head. But can you imagine like this conversation we're having now today, just the three of us, and like the places you're gonna be in the next six months? Yeah, a year. like I can't even like, imagine. It's you know? gonna be fantastic. And it's like just even looking back at this interview one day, you know, just talking about where you are now, where you where you've been. It's like and the interviews to come. Like it's just crazy mm-hmm. because there's you can you you're only gonna go up from here. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're only going to go up from here. So. I'm going to post that. I'm definitely going to post that. <laughs> That's going to make me cry. Because uh-huh. imagine if I didn't give Olivia a chance. Yeah. yeah. And then I just watched Olivia crumble. Mm-hmm. Like, even now, I could be, even you guys, like, right now, you could be, you could stay the person that you are, but then potentially in our mind, there's a person I want to be. Mm-hmm. Why not be her? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. why not work hard to be her and instead of just staying like now it's a feeling of feeling like suffocated in yes. a way like somebody is just pressing against your chest and not letting you breathe yeah. it's such a fucked up crazy feeling because you feel it you know mm-hmm. there's more it's like everything in you is telling you no there's more mm-hmm. I know there's more I have, like it's there and mm-hmm. people are just like pushing you down like no 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 mm-hmm. stop breathing no you know mm-hmm. it's just, that's the only way I can like describe it so when you even just going from a small town in Connecticut and moving on or whatever, it's like that feeling of feeling suffocated. It's like you just want to breathe. You guys are so awesome to have each other as friends. You guys are. Aww. That's so awesome. Thanks. Especially you guys are so supportive and you guys are going to take this journey together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of people that just wouldn't do it be like, oh, see you on the, you know, see, see you on the other end. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And we were saying we don't even know how it became this, but it. I'm yeah, happy. I told her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> I told her the whole story, how we did it like each other, how we went to Toronto. That's crazy because that's me and my best friend. My yeah. best friend doesn't like me. She just called me. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be your best friend. We got to have like a double date. I know. <laughs> oh my God, you love Brittany. Brittany, I love you. Oh my God. You're so awesome. Well, we will so awesome. when you come to see Ellen because we'll be there. Oh my God. No, like, 
This isn't ending here. I don't know if you realize We're that. We're friends now, okay? <laughs> okay? Whether you like it or not, we, we are friends. You can't lose this. <laughs> so, so awesome. Awesome. Yes. Bye, bomb. Yes. Olivia. Oh, thank you. Everything in between. Yes. You are amazing. And thank you for being our first guest on No Filter. We are honored. And you are definitely inspiring us to keep going. And, yeah. you know, everything that we hope to gain from this, I think we did. And I yeah. hope our, our listeners do, too. And Yeah. You definitely gave some encouragement because it's funny, the last episode we were talking about how it's been a little bit discouraging because um, our numbers have been like going down a little bit Mm -hmm. and like we're not getting as much feedback as we did like within Mm -hmm. the first five episodes and like we used to get like, I love you guys, like this is so great, I love your conversations, da da da. And then it kind of dies out because you know, people are still listening but they don't. Not that they have to, but they don't feel inclined to, like, let you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, this this is how I feel about it, da, 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 whatever, so. Oh, my gosh, um, it's like Instagram with all these likes. Yeah, yeah. no, like, it's You the like same my thing. shit, but you viewed it, you viewed, if you viewed it, you liked it. Yeah. Like, so, oh, yeah, this new thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so we were just, we were just having that conversation, so this has definitely been inspiring, definitely been motivational, so. Oh, my God. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you guys know what you guys should do? I have a suggestion. Okay. So, like, um, <laughs> how you guys, like, um, so you interviewed me, mm-hmm. like, um, I know your ratings would be a whole lot higher. Let's just say if, like, um, you say, and next on our show, um, we'll be interviewing a, um, a woman that has been beat for, like, um, the next, like, she's been beat for, like, the last, like, four years, or she's, um, she doesn't know who her family is. Like, I, I know people pay a lot of attention to that, but they want to hear, like, the stuff that they don't talk about. Yeah. That, like, I, like my friend, she's adopted. She doesn't know who her mom or her dad is, and sometimes mm-hmm. she's, she's not sure if she's having sex with her brother, like, you know, stuff like that. And, like, but if you interview someone else that's going through it, she's going to listen. Because mm-hmm, yeah. it's just, like, this is not what I want to say to people. Yeah. If you should interview, like, a rape victim. Oh, yeah. Oh, we definitely, all women. You should do all women. <laughs> we thought about that. We have some stuff coming up. Yeah, some people mm-hmm. that we've thought about and we want to have on, so. Yeah, that's um, another thing. It was, like, we weren't sure, you know, we weren't trying to target mm-hmm. just to women. All certain but, people. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like, you know, that is what we know. Like, we are women, yeah. and I feel like that's what interests me. Like, I want to hear what my fellow women are going through yeah. and stuff. And we're not necessarily limiting ourselves to that, mm-hmm. but I think we do, obviously. It's definitely like, our focus and, like, where we're kind of trying to go towards, but we're not, all, like, only exclusively doing... Like, singling them out. Female. But if, the, if we did men, um, it would be men that are also supportive of women and awesome. like empowering of them and like yeah. we just we want to keep that whole ideal going awesome. so we definitely have some ideas some stuff that we're working on but we definitely appreciate you being the first one yeah and like yeah. hopefully it was a good experience for you oh my god the best experience <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome this is cool I got food I got water we'll hook you up if you come out to no filter <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we appreciate you and um, yeah thank you for giving your your fa- your fans and our listeners um, a kind of a background to to Olivia to Fiabom to your story mm-hmm. um, and I think that's important as an artist to be able to express and get out there you know you have Instagram and you have the social media and stuff but that doesn't always tell the whole story yeah. um, it's it's 140 characters it's a, it's a caption it's only so many hashtags or whatever it is so um, we definitely that's what we want to do we want to be able to give artists and people and, and professionals or whoever it is a platform to be able to just freely talk about what they want to talk about and and talk about their passion and explain it and stuff like that so oh my gosh thank you yeah (laughs) all right
Are we I done? Think that's it. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>